Anyway, all's almost in readiness here on girlsplayfooty.com radio to get us underway for the first term. Here's the one and only. Here's the one and only uh, Matthew Cox. As I knock on the door, the timekeepers to say, "Hey, the umpire's got the ball all off. Let's start this game." And it looks like they're having a bit of an issue. There we go. They've found the siren. Just couldn't find the button there for a moment. Peter Holden directing traffic here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. O'Brien wins the tap straight to the deck, going in after it. Tilly Lucas Rod. It's all wrapped up, and the umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. That was a Launceston situation all over again. <laughs> oh, geez, don't bring that up. <laughs> this is O'Brien, won the tap. Kerrick tried to get it out of the pack. Ball now at centre-half forward for the Muggers. McWilliams came out, collected it cleanly, sends it back straight into towards the middle. Garner ran past it. Stevens tried to collect, couldn't. Ball on the deck in dispute, hovering over the top of its hunts. Pushed inside 50 now for the Sharks. Great tackle there. Laid on by, I think it's Chapman at the bottom of that deck. The umpire circling says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. 40 metres out from goal for the St Kilda Sharks. Lights on too here at Tin Alley. Interesting to see. They're expecting today a top of 16 as the ball goes up in the air. One out by uh, O'Brien. Try to get it across to Ashmore. Drop the ball. Has to go back and get it again. In fact, trying to pick it up there is Bailey Hunt. She goes to ground. And it's going to be stacks in the middle. The umpire is calling for a ball up in the forward pocket for the St. Kilda Sharks. Taking the western end of the ground. Umpire throws the ball up in the air. Away we go again. O'Brien wins the tap. And trying to pick it up there. Uh, Walsh just getting around the corner. Didn't go too far. Slipping over there. If you don't mind, just going through is Gabriella Pound. She goes to ground. Can't quite uh, extract the ball. Nicholas Stevens is looking on. So is Chapman. And the umpire is going to come in and call for another bounce. About five metres around from the left-hand point post. No score either side. Early stages. First term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. The tap. By O'Brien went straight to the deck and then over the boundary line. And out of play. Forward pocket on the outer side for the St Kilda Sharks. Coming off a win last week against the VU Western Spurs. Thrown back into play. Grabbed out of the ruck there by Hyatt. Brought it straight to the deck. Eric went without it. Merges from the pack in favour of Melbourne Uni. A soccer off the ground went straight into the lap of Tilly Penny... Tilly Lucas, Rod, pardon me. And she'll be lining up for goal on a 45-degree angle. 45 metres out. Straight over the top of the mud and looked all right off the boot. Didn't make the distance. McIntosh got a fist involved. And then a handball now comes the way for Melbourne Uni by Carney. Gets a high one towards centre wing. Comes off hands to Whitehead. Looks for a centering ball and the mark will be taken here by Davey. Davey gives the handball off to McWilliams in the middle of Tin Alley. Davey also applied the shepherd there for a teammate to go inside 50. Hyatt takes the mark again on a 45-degree angle, 45 metres out. Early on, the Sharks looking like they're playing the conditions better. Excellent leadership also being shown by Davey in the middle of the ground. So Hyatt just being realigned on the mark, looking for our first score of the afternoon here at Tin Alley. Lead applied coming out of the goal square by Chapman, ignored. Hyatt comes in for the Sharks. Left foot kick. She hooked it straight off the boot and it goes through for our first score, which is a minor one. So it's the Sharks, one behind. Melbourne Uni yet to score this quarter thanks to Jayco Australia, sponsor of the Sharks. As uh, we wait for the ball to come back in, McIntosh goes with a short little chip, looking in the direction of Blackburn. It comes out to take the mark. And uh, just looking further afield for some options. Has something on in the pocket if she likes to go in that direction. Goes towards the half-back flank. Looking for Hunt. Went long over her head, though. Picked off there by Carney Gabriel with a quick little hand pass. Stevens trying to kick it around the corner. Ball was smothered. Coming through to do the work there was Carly Portlock. And the ball goes over the boundary line and out of bounds. Just in front of the uni coach's bench. 
As the ball is thrown quickly back into play, a Champong wins out the tap, almost uh, taken away there by Omahani. Ball hits the ground after being tackled by Davey. Stacks on the mill. Who's going to extract it? Pound is in there for the Muggers. And the umpire calls for a ball up between centre wing and the half-forward flank for the Sharks. Umpire throws it straight into the air. A Champong with a big leap, got a fingertip to it. Tilly Lucas Rod got it. Bit of a knock. Whitehead emerges with the footy looking for Davey. Went past it. Ball on the deck in dispute. Sharks trying to hold up. It'll allow Ibrahim to come through. Got a sprawling kick away. Went straight up in the air though. Bruton gathers. Sends it on the boot towards the half forward flank. Broadcast side. Bounce past Garner. Ball hovering near Hyatt now. On the deck in dispute. Coming in there. Colwell. Merged with the footy though. Stevens got a handball into space. And then it's all wrapped up by Gardner. We'll get a ball up about 60 metres out from goal for the St Kilda Sharks, and they're controlling play early here at Tin Alley. Umpire throws the ball up in the air. O'Brien wins the tap down. Quick little hurried hand pass. Got it out to Davey for the Sharks, though, and went long in the direction of Mo Hope. It bounced one at her feet. Couldn't quite control it. Height goes in as well. Can't extract it. Appealing for a cab is Alicia Eva and says, Height uh, might have got my teammate in the back. And the umpire says, I agree. And that will be a free kick going the way of Melbourne Uni. Back pocket just near the scoreboard which shows the Sharks up by a point short little kick goes to O'Mahony takes the mark half back flank in front of Davey Davey doing the YMCA and O'Mahony uh, goes around her looking for Hunt who well took a mark and then springboarded off the ground that's an interesting thing to see then gets on the right boot going in the direction of her captain and taking it is Emma Carney Carney decides to take on the player on the mark kicks it back in board had to be good with the kick was Good so. Got it to Croft. Croft now goes long with their kick. Going in the Hildebrand direction. Takes the mark in the centre of the ground. Hildebrand looking forward. Going long on the left in towards the forward line. High in the air. Stevenson came out to try and take a mark. Had it one-handed then dropped it. Hit the ground. Pack quickly forms around her and the umpire comes in and calls for a ball up. 51 metres out from the Melbourne Uni goal. First time we've seen the Muggers with a bit of possession football. Early stages first term. O'Brien got a tap. A champ on goes back in after it. That's all wrapped up. The umpire says, give it to me. I'll ball it up. On the half-forward flank, out of sight. Sharks up by a point. O'Brien with the tap. McWilliams stripped to the footy, and she was being held after she got rid of it. So McWilliams to take the free kick. Half-back flank, out of sight for the Sharks. She's going to go wide. Mark taken in front of Ashmore there by the Sharks. And then a kick up towards centre wing is a risky one. Bounced in front of Blackburn. Had support there in Croft. Close to the boundary line on the outer side. The handball back to Blackburn went astray and over the line. We'll get a boundary throw in centre wing on the outer side. Here on girlsplayfooty.com radio, live at Tin Alley for second versus third. Low scoring game, one point lead in favour of the Sharks. Ball back into play. A champion versus O'Brien. O'Brien, one of them was taken away by Davey. He did the Kevin Bartlett style hand pass over the top and went to go back and get it again. Couldn't do so. Carney watching on, scrapping in hard in there is Elise Hay. Got it to her teammate who managed to kick it forward. Looking for Ashmore, wearing the long sleeve. She from Ballarat. What's that all about? Now takes the mark. Ashmore gets on the right boot, goes long towards the centre half forward position. Hilda Brand from behind was holding her opponent, got the punch, ball hit the ground. Umpire here says hold. And it's going the way there of Deanna Berry. And she'll have the ball and uh, be a bit ambitious to have a shot on goal from there in these muddy conditions from uh, 50 metres out directly in front. They've tried to leave the 50 fairly open though for the lead. Stevenson goes for it and that's the direction that she goes. Just didn't quite get there. A champong applies the tackle over the top of Stevenson. We'll get a ball up about 30 metres out from goal. Kick just didn't get the distance there. Did everything right. 
Apart from that, Champong with the tap comes to the deck there in Portlock, gave off the handball, now it's back on the deck being paddled along the ground by Hildebrand lies the handball backwards here to Eva tries to centre the footy looking for Carney got bumped off the footy by Davey who's tackled immediately by Ibrahim, ball on the deck and Champon goes in after it, there's a hold and now advantage played to Tilly Lucas Rod. And she kicks in towards the middle of the ground but it's a three on one and the numbers favouring the muggers, easy mark there, taken by Croft who sends it back towards the O'Brien direction, 55 metres out from goal, takes on Portlock, gets on the right boot, oh no, was the top of the square slips catch mark 20 metres out directly in front, it was awkward, she had to take that as she was falling to the ground but Gabriella Pound will be lining up for the Muggers first and again, nice possession play there from the Muggers, got the intercept mark, looked for the target straight back down the line, O'Brien was smart enough to get into a bit of space and that set up that play Gabriella Pound, directly in front, kicking to the eastern end of the ground Nice high kick, and it is straight through the middle. It's the Muggers first. They move to one straight six. The Sharks one behind this quarter. For Jayco Australia, check out the huge range of caravans and RVs online at jayco.com.au. And unlike last week, we don't need a caravan because it's actually quite mild here at Tin Alley for a change. I see the grey clouds about, and I know you're here, so I'm not going to speak too soon. (laughs) Now that I've put that out there, (laughs) we're in trouble. Goal there to Gabriella Pound. Puts Melbourne Uni in front for the first time this afternoon. As the ball's just being retrieved from over the fence and being brought back to the middle. About halfway through this first term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Very muddy tin alley this afternoon. Lights are on here, although I'm not entirely sure why, because it is quite bright. Umpire returns to the middle, throws it straight up into the air, and going up that time around was Kearse. Got the tap for Melbourne Uni. Ball brought to the deck. They've moved it to centre-half forward. Handball now comes the way of Wilson. Socket off the ground by Blackburn. Goes to the top of the goal square. There was a kick out there from the Sharks' defence. Hildebrand goes after it. Slipped as she got to the line. And then's confronted and pushed out of play by Bailey in the back line for the Sharks. We'll get a boundary throw in. Ten metres out from goal on the broadcast side for Melbourne Uni, who lead by five points. Ball thrown back into play. Stevenson brings the ball to ground. Trying to go through is McWilliams. She's caught, buried into the ground there by Berry. Berry goes back in once more. In goes Whitehead as well. Can't extract the ball. The umpire calls for a ball up. About 15 metres out for the Muggers' goal. Up in the air we go again. Portlock versus Stevenson. Both missed the ball. Hit the ground. Bailey running on through. Can't pick it up. And it's all locked up. The umpire comes in and calls for another bounce. And expect a few of these today as Ibrahim was the last to give the ball back. Stevenson wins the tap down. Was trying to find Berry. Front policy there. Portlock tried to come away with it. Whitehead, hands and knees. Gave the hand pass McWilliams. Oh, beautiful little spin out of trouble. Then kicks towards the half-back flank position. Bouncing ball. Goring couldn't quite control it. In goes Kerrick. Hand pass into no-man's land. Picking it up there is knees. Lee caught one across the shoulder. And the umpire said, yes, it was too high. And that will be a free kick for Rebecca Neves of the St Kilda Sharks. She's at half-back flank, right in front of our broadcast position. Gets going on the right. It's long and it's high towards a pack. It's two on five. Numbers favouring the Muggers. But it's taken by Garner, who goes towards the half-forward flank position. Hunt versus Chapman in the contest. Out comes Moana Hope. Long way from home. Ball spilled free. In goes Tilly Lucas. Rodgers slammed into the ground. And the umpire says no proper opportunity and calls for a bounce to tackler Cecilia McIntosh. Good movement there from the St Kilda Sharks. Has brought it back inside, attacking 50 for them. They trail by five points in this first term. 
Uni trying to get the handball out of the pack. Ashmore waiting for it. Let it sit though. Allowed Garner to get involved. Handball now over the top. Carrick handballs but back to Ashmore on a dry patch here at uh, Tin Alley. Sold a bit of candy. Sends the handball inboard. Bit of traffic and pressure but they've moved it now to the half forward flank broadcast side. Hildebrand goes inside attacking 50. Went through the fingers there of Barry. It's on the deck. Picked up now by Omani. Gets a handball over the top. It's going to be intercepted, though, by the Sharks. Neves under pressure. Got the handball to Gardner, and Davey takes the mark. Half-back flank broadcast side. And Davey on the right boot. Got her going. That's what she does in the Whitehead direction, who had space. Took the mark. Ran away from Kristen Hay. Gets on her left boot. Whitehead going in the Moana Hope direction. She's about 70 up from goal. McIntosh went with her. Hope overran it. So did McIntosh. Went back in again. The umpire said too high. And a free kick given out of that contest in the way of the mark as Hope went in to get the ball and it was taken away there by Bailey Hunt kicks it out towards the wing position Stevenson is there to try and meet it trying to dance around there O'Mahony now comes back in board looking for Carney Carney has to work her way sideways out towards the wing on the city side of the ground looking in the Ibrahim direction Fisher going with her got a bit of shepherding work there Whitehead come out to meet it but Ibrahim got it across to Carney Carney hand pass over the top for Stevenson looking for the 1-2 in fact it was Kears got it now across to Carney she's up against the boundary line, 50 metres out from goal. Tries to centre at the kick as an absolute Barry Crocker. Hits the ground, Davey comes away with it. And takes the kick off half back, looking towards the centre wing. Garner outstretches, can't complete the mark. Goes back in after it, has Hyatt in support. Gave off the handball, Hyatt fumbled. Those now under pressure, centre wing on the outer side. Umpire says, give it to me, I will ball it up. Five point lead to the Muggers, one straight six. The Sharks just one behind so far in this game. Ball in the air. Whitehead, third woman up, got the tap to Bruton, sends it towards the half-forward flanking, back there trying to take the mark, Croft couldn't complete it, and she's on the deck too, Croft, taking a while to get up, Uni with the footy, Hunt, kicks it around her body, tries to keep it into play, McWilliams though, swallows it on the centre wing. City side of the ground, furthest from our commentary position. Just looking ahead for some options. The umpire says play on. Gets on the right boot out towards the half-forward flank position. Looking for Hyatt. Went through her hands. Croft went with her. Hunt had the ball. Then got tackled but got the hand pass out. Whitehead goes in. Can't extract it. And the umpire calls for yet another ball up. If you've just joined us, Melbourne Uni one straight six. And Kilda Sharks one behind. We've played in the vicinity of about 14 to 15 minutes in this first term. A champion got the tap to Bruton. Kick inside attacking 50. No good. Hunt takes the mark in defence. Being prominent early. For Melbourne Uni, floating across half back. Oh, the kick is a shocker straight into the corridor. Mo Hope and McIntosh. McIntosh got to it first, just paddles it along the ground. Under pressure as support. Handball now looping one over the top, looking for Eva. She's now also under pressure. Gets a clearing kick out of defence, though. Bouncing ball. Defensive side of centre wing for the Muggers. They're able to collect cleanly in a chip kick around the corner. Finds Stevenson on centre wing. Looks for options further up the ground. Stevenson. High kick in the direction of punched. Probably should have taken the mark. Ball on the ground. Ibrahim emerges with the footy. Kicks it up high. Bailey gets back first for the Sharks. Might have got a nudge in the back. Umpire says no, she didn't. I'll ball it up just inside the boundary line from the St Kilda Sharks bench. Umpire to throw the ball up in the air. Away we go again. Kiss versus a champon. Both miss the ball. Hit the ground. In goes a champon. Can't get it out. Bearing in there is Davey. She can't get it out. And the umpire calls for a ball up and possibly a Whirlpool washing machine because it's just mud, mud and more mud there.
As the umpire throws the ball up in the air, away we go again. A champong with a backhand. The ball hits the ground. Kerrick trying to pick it up, tries to slap it forward, but the ball goes over the boundary line. Right in front of the Sean Smith and the Sharks coaching bench. Five point lead at the moment to the Muggers. They're one straight six. The Sharks, one behind. And right on top of the muddiest part of Tin Alley, I reckon, as it's gone straight over the top of the contest. Handball now comes away of Carney. Goes inside, attacking 50. Good looking kick. Went over the top of the pack. Rayside getting back. Got boot to ball. It's now in the forward pocket on the broadcast side. Just stopped before the boundary line. Smart there from O'Mahony. And eventually, did it go out of play? It does now by McWilliams. Boundary throw in. About 30 metres around from goal. Broadcast pocket for the Muggers. They lead by five points. Here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Again, the boundary throw in went over the back of the pack. Davey was first to it. McWilliams now tackled into the ground by O'Mahony and will get another ball up. 30 metres out from goal for the Muggers on the broadcast side. 89.1 FM at the ground. Whenever you bring your radio along and we're doing the game there, there's Kears. Tried to get a clearing kick out of it. O'Mahony tries to go in again. Kears tried to knock it along the ground. Keeler Reed tried to go in there and pick up the football. Couldn't do so. Now getting out is Hildebrand. Ambitious on the left. But uh, it was away to the left and out of bounds on the full. So a free kick to the Sharks in the back pocket. No, the bounty umpire said she stepped over the line before she kicked it. So it will be a throw-in. Fair enough. Back in the play for Kiss versus a Champong. And third person up is Bree Davey, who brought the ball to ground. Ibrahim tried to get in there. The umpire said it's one that's too high, and it's going the way of the Sharks. I think it was Laura Bailey who fed it out quickly. Here's the long kick from Davey towards the half-back flank position. Bowled over a few. New player on the ground there is Kayla Moore, I can tell, because her jumper is spotlessly clean. <laughs> and the umpire said it's all locked up. We'll call for a ball up. Defensive side of centre wing for the Sharks. Champong with the tap. Goes into the hands of O'Mahony. Tackled immediately by McWilliams. Kerrick off the deck. Oh, a smart kick to Ibrahim. Didn't go the distance, according to the umpire. Ball now in the far forward... Uh, sorry, in the forward pocket for the Muggers. Or oh, high tackle applied. And the Muggers will get a free kick. And to take it, it will be Sian Wilson. 45 degree angle. About 35 metres out from goal. Start kick here for Sean. Stevenson placing herself in the goal square, making an early lead. And that's ignored. Well, now she's going to pass it off short, looking in the direction there of Barry. Ball came to the deck. Muggers with the footy. Have a shot on goal. It's gone straight across the face. Bouncing now in the forward pocket. Broadcast side. Hildebrand went straight over the top of it. Hasn't got a lot of support either. Kula Reed wraps her up. Ashmore now arrives on the spot to hold things up. And the umpire says, give it to me. I will ball, ball it up. Forward pocket broadcast side for the Muggers. Leading by five points. Late stages. First term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. The champion got it down to Penny Killer Reed. Who got her on the right. Going up the line. Sliding on her knees to take a mark there. Is Jess Gardner. And... Uh, Pardon me, Jasmine Garner it should be. What I write just there? I'm a, I'm a Muppet. This is Jazz Garner. Now goes long towards the wing position and almost towards the commentary box. Just maybe a couple of rows higher and I would have had that. <laughs> Good punch over the ball, over the boundary line and out of bounds. Right in front of our position on centre wing. Just next to the timekeeper's box where there's quite a bit of mud where you can see it was the interchange gate for the Vaffa game yesterday. Ball is thrown back into play. Over the top of both ruck women. Nearly taken by Whitehead. Going through there is McWilliams. Can't get it out. Dragging it in is Pound, and the umpire again will call for another ball up. Melbourne Uni one straight six and Kilda Sharks one behind. We have travelled 19 minutes in this first turn. That's ball on the deck now. Pound trying to feed the handball out. Carrick now a high tackle. Pound got dumped after the kick. Oh, sorry, the handball. So she'll get a free kick. 
and looks to go in towards the centre of Tin Alley. Slipped as she took it, goes bouncing out in front of Stevenson, getting back there though. The Sharks is more. Gave the handball off to Webb, sending the ball towards the half forward flank on the outer side. Harris takes the mark, loads it up, goes in the higher direction in a one on one. Her opponent went to the deck, and the umpire said she got a push. Elise Hay there, the muggers. Hyatt's not happy, arguing with the umpire. Either way, it'll be a free kick to the Muggers, and they centre the ball. Oh, risky kick. Bruton getting the crumbs. Weaved around a couple. Popped the ball up in the Mohope direction. Got taken out by Hyatt, who then got brought to ground. O'Brien back there for the Muggers. Tried to feed the handball out to Pound. Bruton getting back involved. The umpire says, give it to me. I'll ball it up. Inside 50 for the Sharks. Perfect conditions here for the tractor pull contest, but uh, for footy, it's a bit of a muddy one. As in goes Tilly Lucas right, tries to fire a hand pass out, but it's intercepted by Nicholas Stevens, who now kicks it out towards the wing position broadcast side. Went over the head of Hildebrand. Penny Killer-Reed's going to be first to the ball. Ashmore going with her. Killer-Reed smart not to take possession. Kept it in front of herself, then Kittle on the ground, but it was blocked there by O'Mahony, who now goes in to take it. O'Mahony over the top of it, caught by Killer-Reed. Hand pass, though, was successful to Stevens. Stevens down on the left boot, going up the line, over the head of Davey, Ibrahim was going for it, ball on the ground, picked up there by Deanna Berry, cops one high, umpire missed it, in goes Davies, air pass, gets it across to Kula Reed. Davies is well and truly outside the boundary line, so far could have passed her a drink, and the umpire says, yep, better throw that one back in. And I reckon Davies currently the muddiest person on the ground, as the umpire throws it back into play, Ruck women missed it, Whitehead got the footy, but then was tackled by Carney, the umpire says, give it to me, I will ball it up, still on centre wing, broadcast side. Five-point lead to the Muggers. Late stages first term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Champong, the tap to McWilliams, who gets a kick in the Garner direction. Got it on the half volley, but then was tackled. Handball now comes the way of the Muggers. Here, getting the kick away. Carrick, ball now towards Ibrahim. Fisher goes in after it. She's tackled by O'Brien. Fisher did well to get the handball out. McWilliams receives it. Tries to give the handball away. They call play on after she was stripped to the footy. Ibrahim goes in after it. It's all wrapped up. Centre wing on the broadcast side. Great game of football here between second and third in this VFL women's competition. Round 11 of 18. Ball hit the ground. Trying to come away with it there was knees. Couldn't do so. In goes Whitehead. A champong on the bottom of the deck. Nearly got ridden rodeo style by Ibrahim. And the umpire says, yep, that's in the back. You can't put a saddle on her. And uh, she will get the resulting free kick. Gets up a bit winded. A bit worse for wear. Gets a pat on the back for McWilliams. And uh, will go back behind the play on the mark. A champong looking forward. Gets on the right boot. An awkward-looking kick, but taking the mark and slipping over at the same time. And okay, the pass was Colwell. And Colwell looking forward. Moana Hope making the lead now in the half-forward flank position. McIntosh going with her. Here comes Hope from the side. Couldn't quite take it. There goes McIntosh. Tries to get it forward to Pound. Over the top of her is Colwell. In goes Chapman as well. She can't extract the ball. Umpire says it's all locked up. Hunt goes in as well. And the umpire says we'll have a bounce 50... Well, I'll throw up more like it. 55 metres out from the Sharks' goal. Sends it back into the air. O'Brien with the tap over the top of McWilliams. Brought it to the deck. Carney trying to get through, but Whitehead put a clamp on put a clamp on her and we'll get a ball up pretty much the ex- exact same spot as the last one good crowd in today by the way here at Melbourne Uni it is a very healthy crowd especially this time of year 
Free kick goes the way of the Sharks in the ruck contest. It will go the way of Mick Williams. She's 70 from home. Goes towards the forward pocket looking for Mo Hope. McIntosh did well in the contest. Followed up her work. Tried to get a handball back in board. Mo Hope was waiting for it. Stripped to the footy. Carney gets the handball and Melbourne Uni able to get a clearing kick in the Ashmore direction. Punched out of her hands though. And it goes over the boundary line and out of play. Cracking game of footy here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. We'll have all the around the ground scores for you at uh, quarter time. But we can tell you earlier today the Spurs beat the Geelong Magpies by 52 points. As in goes McWilliams, try and lay a tackle. And does so and keeps Carney going nowhere. We'll have another ball up, 55 metres out from goal. Up in the air it goes again. One out by O'Brien, hit the ground, working her way through there. I think it was uh, Ibrahim who just kicked the ball long up the line. Into it as Bree Davey picks it up and runs to dance around Berry. Then Davey goes further up the line, a little bit too much juice on the kick. Ashmore waiting out the back, couldn't control the football. And went over the boundary line and out of bounds between centre wing and half forward flank for the Sharks. And they're attacking the western end of the ground, but it's the Muggers by five points. Conditions are made for players like Brianna Davey as the ball gets thrown back into play. Whitehead emerged with the footy, her kicks smothered by her teammate, Pound collects it, looks to kick it into the centre of the ground and they've got a player on, taking the mark out there is Eva, goes over the top Hildebrand in a bit of space on the outer wing takes the mark want to go towards centre half, forward oh, slipping over at the pivotal moment there was Blackburn, allowed Davy to get involved in the contest, she gets a handball away Ibrahim tried to smother it, it's on the deck, Hillary tries to hand it back to Davy, who gives it to Fisher, centre half back for the Sharks, goes in towards the middle of the ground, missing the mark there, Portlock and <laughs> little push in the back there a free kick will go the way of Portlock in the centre of Tin Alley, right on top of the muddy centre circle. Portlock looking further afield, then decides to go sideways as soon as I say that sentence. Now goes out in the direction of, and taking a mark, Tilly Lucas Rod. Now she decides to play on quickly, going in the direction of Garner. Ball hit the ground, has to go in and pick it up, gets the hand pass forward, looking for Chapman, who has to pick it up off the ground, does so, almost throws it out in the Garner direction as the siren sounds. And that is quarter time here on our girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. Melbourne Uni Muggers, one straight six. The St Kilda Sharks, one behind. Despite the scoreboard, I reckon you draw a line in the sand and say that quarter was a clear draw. Yeah, no side, I don't think, took control of it. St Kilda, early stages. Melbourne Uni then were able to foot their way back, got a goal, but then it was very even for the last ten minutes. Just how these two sides are even today, I reckon this is going to be one of those games that's going to come down to the last quarter and not necessarily who's cleanest with the foot. Ball, it's just who's got enough legs in these conditions. Because they're going to be some very tight legs today. I reckon whoever's the muddiest will be the winner. <laughs> that's my tip. That, 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 that's a fair way of <laughs> calling it. Now, normally it takes you um, quite a while to do this, but on this occasion it might actually be quite quick. Um, what are the goal kickers like at quarter time? Well, I can tell you the Sharks didn't get one in that term. Uh, Gabriella Pound is our only goal kicker so far here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Well, just before we uh, hit our break for the um, quarter time. I might just take a uh, quick chance to have a look at some uh, round-the-ground scores in the VFL women's competition if they're coming through from other matches. We said 9-7-61 to 1-3-9 was the Spurs beating the Geelong Magpies earlier today at Burbank Oval. Other scores at the moment, it's only two goals the difference between Cranbourne and Darabin. Darabin 2-2, Lee Cranbourne 2 behind. Seaford are leading Diamond Creek. I'll repeat that again. Seaford are leading Diamond Creek 2-2 to 1-3. Close ball game. 
But remember I talked about the early start from Seaford giving Diamond Creek the jitters? Uh-huh. Oh, hello. Um, and then the Eastern Devils 6-7, leading Knox one behind. We've certainly got the close one here at the moment, but... Boy, it's interesting up at Reservoir. Well, I tell you, I wouldn't mind being up the road at that game. That could be a little bit of another boil over for the Creekers. Jeez, oh, if Diamond especially Creek, at home, if Diamond Creek lost that one, then you've got to ask them the question. You did well against the Devils. You ticked all the boxes, but what on earth is going on? And you will be barred from entering yeah, CT yeah. Barling Reserve going forward. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or you'll find my body dismembered at a nearby creek. <laughs> we'll take this opportunity to take a break on that note here at uh, quarter time. Melbourne Uni, one straight six, and Kilda Sharks, one behind on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Hi, it's Eric from Deaf Children Australia. Ready for your next lesson? With your left-hand palm facing you, touch the left thumb with the right pointer finger. That's A. Now put the same pointer finger onto the left-hand pointer. That's E. And for I, O and U, point and place on the next three fingers. They're the vowels. How easy is that? Next time I'll teach you to sign nice things like thank you. At Deaf Children Australia, we're helping young deaf people reach their potential at school and in life. Please join us. Together we can make a difference. Thinking about selling your home or looking for a company to manage your property investments? With offices in Brunswick, Carlton, Northcote and North Melbourne, Hocking Stewart are the experts in Melbourne's inner north. Hocking Stewart takes the hard work out of selling by offering the unique service of preparing homes for sale, including property repairs, property styling and furniture hire. For a free property appraisal from one of our friendly and reliable team members, call Hocking Stewart on 9340 the Rising Sun Hotel in Richmond is the home of footy, with all NRL and AFL games shown live on the big screens. Pop in for their quality meal specials, midday through to nine, plus the TAB and bottle shop over till 1am, seven days a week. The Rising Sun Hotel are proud to support women's footy. They've been sponsors of the Eastern Devils since 2001. Call into the Riser today, 395 Swan Street in Richmond. Just a drop bun from Burnley Train Station. Hi, this is Adam Gilchrist for Rad, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Facing a cricket ball that's coming at 140 kilometres per hour can be pretty dangerous, but not nearly as dangerous as getting behind the wheel of a car after you've been drinking. Having a good time is fine, but if you plan to drink, plan ahead so you and your mates can get home safely. Drinking and driving, it's just not cricket. A message from Rad, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Good afternoon. Hi. Just the bread and milk, thanks. That's five fifty, thank you. And can I have something to put those in that will injure our marine life, clog our drains and landfill, adding to over six billion other plastic bags used every year that aren't recycled, meaning most end up as rubbish? Uh, may I recommend you pick up one of our environmentally friendly reusable bags? It's time to think about what you're really asking for. Say no to plastic bags. For more information, visit cleanup.com.au. Hi, we're the Wiggles. Did you know that Vinnie's raises funds for their good works by selling really good stuff in their Vinnie's shops? But the shops don't run themselves. That's right, they need volunteers to help. Can you spare a few hours each week? All you need is enthusiasm and some spare time. And it's really good fun. Please, will you become a Vinnie's volunteer? Just visit vinnies.org.au or pop into your local Vinnie's shop for more details. Yeah, and while you're there, have a look round. You'll You'll love love what you find. The symptoms of ovarian cancer sound like part of every woman's life. Abdominal bloating, abdominal or back pain, appetite loss, changes in toilet habits, unexplained weight gain or loss, indigestion or heartburn, 
fatigue. But if these symptoms are unusual for you and they persist, please see your doctor. For more information, visit the Ovarian Cancer Program website at nbocc.org.au. Live across the web, this is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. It's quarter time here on our GirlsPlayFooty.com Match of the Day live at Tin Alley in Parkville, home of the Melbourne Uni Muggers. And at the moment, it is the Muggers leading one straight six to the Sharks, one behind. Um, but as we said, a long, long way to go in this game in these muddy conditions. But as I speak, the sun is coming out. Will it dry out the ground much? Don't know. I'm not sure there's going to be any heat with that. <laughs> I think that's a bit ambitious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it, it's not like when you play cricket during the summer and you go, oh, the ground's a bit wet. Yeah, but it's going to be 35 degrees today. Ah, oh, I'll be good soon. And you reckon <laughs> Sean, Sean Smith's regretting the uh, option of wearing the dress shoes? Oh, yeah, the nice loafers. <laughs> like, you know, uh, appropriate footwear, Sean. Not, you know, you're not here for the cameras. <laughs> Don't worry. They're just a radio call. We could, say, we could say you're wearing a bright purple tie, and everyone would believe us. Anyway, to get us underway for the second term, here's Matthew Cox. Thank you very much, Peter Holden. Ball back underway. A champion with the tap. Comes to the deck. Uni trying to get the handball out there through Eva. She was Held up. Champong applies a big tackle and got Blackburn high. She'll get the free kick. Still inside the centre square. Looking for options. Blackburn and Gardner ran over the top of the mark. So it's a 25 metre penalty to Blackburn. It brings her attacking side of the centre square here at Tin Alley. Scores one straight six to Muggers. St Kilda just the one behind as it's a beautiful drop punt from Blackburn. Top of the goal square. Kerry couldn't take the mark. Comes off hands. Kula Reid in the forward pocket. Gives the handball off immediately to Davey. Did she keep it in play? She did. Handball inboard to Bailey. Her kick smothered. Ball on the deck. Ibrahim emerges with the footy. Gives the handball to Carney. Carney comes inboard. Kick there from Eva. Top of the goal square. McWilliams getting back though for the Sharks. Takes the mark. P-Mac decides to run on and get on the right boot. Got to be good and long with a kick. King in the Tilly Lucas right direction. Manages to take the ball cleanly after the attempted sport from behind by Croft. Went for a run. Kicked it out towards the wing position. Stevens going up against Hyatt. Stevens is first the ball. Tries to break the tackle. Does so. Got it to Croft. Croft on the right boot. Goes towards uh, half-forward flank. But McWilliams is there. Picks it up off the ground. Heads in the direction of Gardner. Went through her hands. Whitehead was there. But was taken by the Muggers. But Whitehead lays an excellent tackle. Does the full 360 spin on Croft. Umpire says caught. Play on advantage to Whitehead. Gets on the left boot. Heads in towards the forward line, Hunt front posse, Chapman out to Mo and I hope, here comes Mo 45 metres out and it's just bounced away to the left well it was all there and it was smart football because Chapman drew the two defenders and Hope got the space she tried to dribble it through but the bounce didn't go the correct way, Sharks two behind, Melbourne Uni one straight six and it's the first time today that Moana Hope's found herself in a bit of space as McIntosh brings it back into play goes up the corridor, Carney takes the mark Still inside defensive 50, plays on, looks to come towards the broadcast side. It's a high kick towards centre wing. Hildebrand takes a nice chest mark in front of Kula Reed. Turns around quickly. Ibrahim, well, Fisher did enough to spoil the contest. Stevenson, though, getting back, able to shrug the tackle off from McWilliams. Stevenson sends it towards centre half forward, and a mark is taken by Kerrick. On a slight angle. 45 out. No, she's not going to make the distance. Tries to put it into a bit of space for Ashmore, who's forced to run onto it. Collects it cleanly, but it's under pressure from Rayside. She ran around her, did Ashmore, and Ashmore shot on goal is good. 
from one end of the, of the ground to the other there, the Muggers. And they are now two straight 12. And the St Kilda Sharks, two behinds, making the most of their opportunities, the Muggers. This quarter for Hocking Stewart in Brunswick, North Melbourne, Northcote and Carlton. I'm surprised I remembered that off the top of my head. And their sponsors are the Muggers, of course. And you hear their ads here at quarter time here on girlsplayingfooty.com radio. Umpire has the ball back in the middle of the ground. So it's gone out to a 10-point lead. And that, of course, favouring the... Melbourne Uni side as the umpire has the ball back in the middle of the ground for a champong versus O'Brien and it's O'Brien with the early jump ball hit the ground Carney tried to come away with it couldn't do so a champong went in to try and lay the tackle ball still on the ground Blackburn fighting in hard for it and the umpire says I'll have the ball back Sun's out, lights are on. I don't know, go figure. Ball's up in the air as Champong got it to McWilliams. McWilliams put on the right boot, nice and high in the Garner direction. Bailey Hunt tried to cut it across. Garner tried to kick it off the ground. Whitehead goes in to pick it up. Gets the hand pass backwards to Bruton. Bruton, sharp on the right boot. Opened up the angle and got it to Tilly Lucas. Right, 55 metres out from goal in the Moana Hope direction. Ball hit the ground. Hope overran it. McIntosh was there trying to get to a teammate who got almost chicken wing. The arm went backwards in an awkward wire. He, there's Hope. Manages to get it out of the pack. Snaps it towards goal and it's away towards the right. That's uh, a minor score. Sharks three behinds. Melbourne Uni two straight 12 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. And they've run themselves into a bit of trouble here. Short kick comes to Carney. Back pocket broadcast side. It's a little bit silly there from the Muggers. Trying to play on out of the defensive goal square. Carney given the hurry up. Now called to play on. Sends a high kick towards the half-back flank on the broadcast side. O'Brien beaten in the contest by Gardner. Gave the handball to McWilliams. Has to go follow it up. And then she's stripped to the footy. Ball comes to the deck. Handball now comes to Bruton. Kicks it looking for Whitehead. Just went over the top of her head. Getting back for the muggers is Elise Hay. But White, uh, sorry, Chapman sees her across the line and out of play. Boundary throwing 35 out from goal for the Sharks. Kicking to the left-hand side of our broadcast position in this second term. Umpire throws the ball back in. Front posse Hyatt brought the ball to ground. In goes Blackburn. Garner as well. Slapped along the ground. O'Mahoney has to go in. Shrugged off a couple. Tried to hand pass to O'Brien. Missed her. In goes Carney. Whoa! Caught one high. And the umpire says uh, too high. Play on advantage and takes on another. Hand passes back. Looks for the one-two Carney. And shrugs the champ on tackle. Gets it across to Pound. Pound on the right boot. In towards the middle of the ground. Awkward bounce. Tried to control it. Webb got away from her. Picked off by uh, Stevenson. Got it across to Ashmore. Ashmore by hand. Back to Croft. On the right boot, switches over the head of Pound Colwell went with her, O'Mahoney takes it off the ground, dances around Davey, but then coughs it straight up uh, taking it is Steph Webb. Her kick, though, unfortunately pinpointed Ashmore. And Ashmore kicks it inside, attacking 50, looking for Kerrick on the lead. Rayside did well in the contest, brought the ball to ground. It comes out the pack. Ibrahim didn't know which way to turn. Now gives it to Kerrick. Kerrick gives it back to Ashmore, centering ball. Davey takes a strong mark in defence for the Sharks. Looks to go towards the outer side. Oh, Lucas Rod fell straight onto her chins. Comes off hands. Ashmore close to the boundary line on the outer side. Handball comes back inboard for the Sharks. A quick clearing kick there from Webb towards the centre wing on the outer side. Garner going in after the footies. Immediately tackled by Croft. And the umpire said she got her a little bit high. So Garner to take the kick. Defensive side of centre wing. Bit of a push and shove there as well. Getting a little bit of attitude in the mark and doesn't like it. And Garner takes the ball. City side of the ground, on the right, going up the line. Go to McWilliams, takes a diving mark. PMAC gets up on centre wing. Looking ahead for some options. Heights presenting. 
Goes in her direction, got to be good, and takes an excellent mark. And she's about 70 metres out from home. Mo Hope making the early lead towards the pocket. McIntosh going with her. Gets on the left, will be short. Whitehead trying to get there, but cutting across is Bailey Hunt for the Muggers. And Hunt on the half-back flank out of side. Dangerous kick. Here comes Chapman in a two-on-one. Managed to make a contest of it. Ball hit the ground. Chapman picks it up. Gets the hand pass. He got, it to a cha- got it to Colwell, who got caught. And the umpire says that's a free kick. And it's going the way of the Muggers. Must have been a fend-off, I think, in that contest or something like that because the Muggers player has gone down hurt. And looks a bit winded. Hunt, I think it is. Getting up a bit gingerly. Bailey Hunt. Had the uh, stuff knocked out of her. Gets up, takes a bit of uh, a breath or two. Gets the ball back and gets the resulting free kick. 40 and defensive goal. So Hunt looking for very short options. Just as I say, that decides to go along with the kicks. Ball there by Whitehead. Brought it to ground. McWilliams feeds the handball to Tilly Lucas. Rod goes inside 50. Moho punched out of her hands by McIntosh. Brought to ground. Hyatt slipped over as she got the footy. She got a handball, though, to Chapman. Back to Whitehead. Gave the handball off there. Shot on goal. He's good. Now, who got the... Who got that? They're getting a big round of applause at the moment. It'd be nice if they just turned around and showed the number. I think I think I saw a four in there. Was it Kaylee Moore? Uh, 40. Kaylee Moore. There you go. Sharks uh, get there first. And uh, this quarter, of course, for Hocking Stewart, Northcote, North Melbourne, Brunswick and Carlton, sponsors of the Muggers. What credit goes in there as well is to Moana Hope. It's something very small that you may not have noticed. But when the ball went to Moana Hope, it bounced off her chest, hit the ground, but she regained it as she was doing a forward roll, as she was, you know, taking the bump. And she's managed to control it in that one movement, fired out the hand pass, which resulted in another hand pass and got it to Mole for the goal. Smart footy from Mo Hope. As the ball is uh, back in the middle of the ground, taken away from the ruck, contest. In goes Kerrick, tries to take it. Whitehead tackling her. And the umpire comes in and calls for a ball up. Three points the difference. Melbourne Uni's way here on the second term. Trying to go through his kiss. Got caught straight away. Ball goes to the ground once more. Umpire calls for another bounce. We have played nine minutes in this second quarter. Two straight leading. One, three, nine. Ball up in the air. Away we go again. A champong. Tries to uh, go in hands and knees and bury it out. Blackburn wraps her up. And the umpire once again is going to call for another bounce between centre and centre half forward for the Sharks. Attacking the eastern north. It's right end of the ground. Pat Holden using Google Maps this afternoon here on <laughs> girlsplayfooty.com radio as the handball comes from Whitehead to Fisher. High kick looking and taking a very strong mark there. Harris, half forward flank broadcast side. And she's going to chip it straight over the top, looking for more. Getting back there, though, Elise Hay for the Muggers. Stripped to the footy. Going back in after the footy there, Harris. It's close to the boundary line in the forward pocket. Oh, it came off the shin of Chapman. And the Muggers are we're appealing for out on the full. Didn't get it. We'll get a boundary throw in. Sharks player down. And Moore was holding her back as she went to ground, somewhere around her back, and was, you know, signalling straight away to the trainer, and she is in a bit of pain. In fact, the umpire has stopped play for the moment. And I think blown time on as well. So she is uh, over the back or a kidney or something around that area. But as I said, behind the hip area, she was signaling maybe a cop the knock to the hip. But signaling to that area. Now she gets up and she is hobbling off the ground. Yeah, not in a good way. 
As the ball is thrown back into play, the umpire started play again. Goring went up in the contest, taken out by Jazz Gardner. And it's going right across the face of goal. One bounce, did it go out of bounds in the full? It did in the back pocket. And that means a free kick going the way of Alicia Eva. Oh, and quite a bit of discomfort as she comes off the ground. As play restarts again. Short little kick towards the back pocket. Kiss now decides to play on. Has Blackburn on. Short or too much on it. Just went over the head of Chapman who couldn't quite control it. Bruton went in there as well. Bunny Hutton, pardon me, it was uh, O'Mahony that was lurking around there. Garner wants to try and extract it. Colwell wants to get involved. Bruton tries to rip it away. And the umpire comes in and says calling for a ball up. Alicia Eber in the middle of that pack. Just inside attacking 50 for the Sharks. Back underway, Kiss the tap to the deck. Umpire's picked out a free kick. It will go the way of the Muggers. And getting off the bottom of the pack, it looks like it's Pound. She looks to come to the broadcast side. Oh, risky kick. Went over the top of Goring's head. She's under pressure now. Half forward flank on the broadcast side. Portlock doing well. Handball fed out. Oh, the play didn't have the ball there for the Muggers. Called to play on now. Davey tries to burst her way Ooh. through the pack. Lost the footy. Umpire calls play on. Still on the deck here. Half forward flank broadcast side for the Sharks. She's trying to get it out there. Kristen Hay. She's brought to ground. Bailey. She's sore off the pack as well. The umpire says, give it to me. I'll ball it up. In fact, that's Harris. Fairly sore for the Sharks. Very lucky, Dave, in that contest. She had it back to the umpire. She had dropped the ball cold. Yep. As the umpire throws it up at the end. Pierce got sideways and hit the ground. Kiss now has to go back and get it again. Head pass out in the no man's land. Trying to pick it up there is Bruton, who got it on the left boot. Hack little job kick. Trying to keep it alive there was Jess Gardner. Now she's got the ball on the ground. Hand pass looking for Garner. Couldn't get her. Taken away by Goring instead. Got it across to Alicia, pardon me, Madeline Kerrick. And went to Ibrahim. And well, Pennicular Reed just kicked it straight out of midair. Back inside the forward 50. A Champong. Hand pass now across. Webb now kicks towards the top of the square. Moho comes after it. Two on one. Croft and McIntosh with her. McIntosh kicked it away on the left. Chases after the football in the back pocket. Moho going with her. McIntosh goes to ground now. Managing to get the ball out. Got it across to Stevens. Stevens now goes in the left boot for the Muggers. Out towards the wing position. Foot race on out there. Looks like it's going to be a ki- uh, Kristen Hay, pardon me. She goes chasing after the football. She gets held up. Got it across to Ibrahim though. Ibrahim now in the Stevenson direction. Got to be good. Stevenson had it momentarily. Lost control. In fact she was sliding and she took it and the ball has been ruled as out of bounds on the fall. Sharks bring the ball back into play. High kick to the centre wing taken by Blackburn. Champong just slips over. Blackburn Decides to go towards the half-forward flank. Over the top of the head there of Ibrahim. Sharks emerge with the footy. Fisher whacks it on the boot. Back towards the centre wing. And back straight into the hands of Blackburn. This time she comes into the middle of the ground. Free player on. Bounced awkwardly for her. Shepard though applied. Wilson receives the ball. Shrugged off a tackle and then sends it to Keyes. Who takes the mark. Attacking side of the centre square. For the Muggers, they lead by three points in the second term. Short kick from Kears, looking for Stevenson. Couldn't complete the mark. It's hacked out of the air there by the Sharks. They bring it towards the centre wing on the broadcast side. Bouncing ball, two on one in favour of the Muggers. Works out the way of Elise Hay. Handball over the top to Kears, who's confronted by Davey. And also wrapping her up, George. The umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. Centre wing, broadcast side. The Muggers, two straight 12. The Sharks, one three nine here on Gillsport. Playfooty.com radio. And it's the Swiss VFL Women's Round 11 contest. The ball hit the ground. A champong went in and chased after it. The umpire said no pro opportunity. 
and will call for another ball up. Ali George in the middle of that as well. Kears gives the ball back to the umpire. Just now in broadcast position. Up in the air it goes again. A champong won it. Ball hit the ground. In goes Bruton. Bruton got the hand pass. Looking to find Ali George. Overran it. Tilly Lucas right. Got it out to Bruton. Bruton goes for a run. She uses the full 15. Kicks it inside. Ford 50. Went over the head of her player there in Gartner. Ball went out the back door. McIntosh got it. Hope caught her. Dropped the ball. McIntosh went in and got it again. Got slung but got the hand pass away. Stevens running after the pill. Picks it up for Melbourne Uni. Nicola Stevens goes on the left. Absolutely no one out there on the outer side of the ground. They're going chasing after the football. Who's going to get to it first? Neves does. Try to get the hand pass. It was smothered. Ball close towards the boundary line and it eventually goes over and out. Settling on the city side of the ground. It was a paddock out there, wasn't it? Took a long time for the players to get to the footy. And eventually we get a boundary throw in centre wing. City side of Tin Alley. Thrown back into play. Just fell short of the ruck contest. And it's pushed back towards the boundary line. O'Mahoney seeing it over in front of Davey. Two straight 12, the Muggers. one three, nine, the Sharks. Late stages in the second term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Been an entertaining half of footy so far. Carney receives the ball. Wax it on the boot. Bouncing around the half-forward flank. Bailey came out, socketed off the ground. Whitehead goes in after it. Tackled immediately by Wilson. Got the handball to Davey. Davey's kick looking for McWilliams. Just went past her. She'll follow it up here, though, Williams. Under pressure, though, from Lynch. But the Sharks did well. Tilly Lucas Rod got the ball towards Garner. Croft came off her shins. Hyatt, though, receives the handball. Gives it to Gardner. Gardner tries to centre the footy. Carney, though, in the spot. Oh, bounced awkwardly for her. Now under pressure, Kristen Hay gave the handball off to Carney, who just kicks it into the middle of Tin Alley. Bouncing ball. Kildare comes out, applies the tackle. It's moved back towards centre-half forward for the Sharks. Hildebrand, though, getting back for the Muggers. Gets a kick around the body. Looking for Stevenson on the centre wing. She's crunched by Dave. Who emerges with the footy and gives the handball to her Sharks teammate? And Colwell kicks it in towards the middle of the ground. Blackburn came out afterwards, dropped it, got it back again. Blackburn kicked it into open space, half forward flank position. In goes Stevenson, picks it up, got met straight away by Bailey, but got a kick away inside the forward line. Hildebrand versus Colwell. Colwell to it first, Hildebrand over the top, locks her all up, and the umpire calls for a ball up. 25 metres out for the Muggers' goal. Going towards the western end of the ground. Three-point lead to Melbourne Uni. We've gone 16 minutes in the second term. Stevenson got it across to a teammate. In fact, a captain in Carney who got caught straight away. And the umpire says uh, that was in the back. And that will be a free kick going to Emma Carney. So she's on a 45-degree angle. Kicking for about 25 metres out. And a dry day, it'd say no worries. And a muddy day, I'm not willing to... Uh, give it 100%, but Carney says, no worries, I got it. And Emma Carney, the captain, slots it through for Melbourne Uni. They move to three straight 18. St Kilda Sharks, one three nine. Thanks to Hocking Stewart, Northcote, North Melbourne, Brunswick and Carlton, sponsors of the Muggers. And needed one there for the Muggers. He just felt Sharks were gaining a bit of control of the match and that's just relieved a bit of the pressure that was being put on the Muggers in the second term at Tin Alley. Round 11 of the VFL women's competition, the Swiss VFL women's competition. And it's second, the third. Back underway in the middle. Good punch from O'Brien, and the clearance will go the way of the Muggers. Kulare cuts it off at centre half back, sends the ball into the middle. Chapman unopposed takes the mark for the Sharks. Right in the middle of Tin Alley, goes towards centre half forward. McIntosh couldn't. 
collect it cleanly. Davey applies the tackle. And it's all wrapped up. The umpire says, oh, ball it up. 50 out from goal for the Sharks, who trail by nine points. Umpire throws it up in the air again. Portlock won the contest. Coming through there was Wilson. Got the hand pass out. Eventually came to Blackburn. Carney running with her. Blackburn gets on the right boot, longing towards the forward line. Webb tried to take it one-handed. Slapped along the ground to Penny Kula-Reed. Kula-Reed kicking towards the middle of the ground. Intercepted, though. Hurried little kick away there by uh, player in Kristen Hay. But the kick was off skew, and Rayside takes it, gets on the right boot, goes to the Echepon direction, but Emma Carney cuts it off. Carney runs to 50. Carney delivers perfectly. Had the lead coming, lowered the vision, and taking a mark there is Gabriella Pound, I think it is. I can see one, like I said, the other number is covered in mud. <laughs> so that would definitely have to be a six. Gabriella Pound kicking essentially where McCartney kicked it from uh, for about 25 minutes out in the 45 degree angle. By the way, that was textbook stuff that I'll tell lead. you what, we've got a good old fashioned footy surface today and that was good old fashioned football with the full forward leading out taking the mark. Gabriella Pound oh, it's a wobbly one but she just squeezed it through just stabbed at it there. And the muggers, 4 straight 24 St Kilda Sharks, 139 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio this quarter for Hocking Stewart, Northcote, North Melbourne, Brunswick and Carlton. It was interesting that Carney went immediately, didn't it? Yeah. She had the forward momentum, so she just kept running. And on a dry day, you'd say that's good tactics. But on today, it's a bit iffy. And it's the one thing that we, as we said, even on dry days, we don't see enough in women's football. It's just that smart football of lower the vision, look to where the space is, the forward coming to that space. Bang, chest down. And pound one out too in the goal square. Did everything and, and, right. And I'd be worried for the Sharks. They're not getting that bit of territory. That bit of territory there is a dry piece of turf where you've got to protect it because that's where the Muggers want to have their shots from. As the ball's made its way to the centre wing, Ashmore receives the handball out of the contest looking for Stevenson at half forward. Comes off hands. Webb getting back for the Sharks. Sends one over the top. Now, this is interesting. Ashmore and Ibrahim applies the shepherd. Ashmore kick around the body. Rayside gets there first for the Sharks. Just went straight past it. Handball now under pressure. Colwell gets one out to Bruton. Bruton in a bit of space. Defensive side of centre wing just goes past O'Brien. Davey scoops the footy up. Centre wing on the broadcast side. A chip kick over the top to Chapman who slipped over but still took the mark. No, caught play on from the umpire. And now she's given a free kick for push in the back. The crowd go absolutely nuts here at Tin Alley. Chapman's kick smothered back on the deck. Handball over the top there from Portlock. Back to Portlock there from Gardner. Portlock sends it inside attacking 50 for the Sharks. And a mark is taken by Moore who's back on the ground. Kayla Moore has the ball from 45 metres out from goal. Garner calling forward, goes towards the top of the square, Jazz Garner front posse, in there was Croft who manages to spoil it through for the Muggers 1-4-10 St Kilda Sharks 4 straight 24 Melbourne Uni for Hocking Stewart, Northcote, North Melbourne, Brunswick and Carlton, quick play on there by Goring, had to be good, spotted up her target and Stevens on the halfback flank. Stevens sends it towards the outer side centre wing bouncing ball will be collected here by Lynch and sends the ball back in ball to O'Brien. Series of handballs now works out to O'Mahony. Free player on the outer side goes over the top of Hunt's head. Bouncing ball now. Hildebrand slipped over in the mud. Now under pressure. Chapman arrives for the Sharks. Feeds the handball out. Neves gives it to Kula Reed, who sends it over the top to Davey unopposed. Centre wing on the broadcast side. Davey decides to load it up. Oh, in a bit of space on the half forward flank is Portlock. Wheels around on the right, looks towards the 
the hot spot. McIntosh got in front of Mo Hope, brings it to the deck, follows it up, gives the handball back to O'Brien. And O'Brien with a steadying kick out towards the outer side. A mark will be taken out there by Wilson. Wilson now has the footy. Halfback blank position. Goes back in board with the kick over the head of her teammate. Waiting out the back was Penny Kula-Reed, whose kick was smothered. Well done by Lynch. Lynch goes back again, but Bruton got it and got it out to Kula-Reed. Got it across towards the half-forward blank position. Coming out to take a mark, though. Long way from home for Kayla Moore. Moore now on the right boot. Coming back in the Tilly lucas wide direction. Who read it best. Took a mark. Thought about playing on. Then realised Crop was there. Then ran around her. Going in the Garner direction. She's got it. No. Taken out of her hands. Though the umpire's paid it. Set front position. And it will be a free kick going the way of Jazz Garner. Well, Mark, pardon me, for Jazz Garner. Directly in front, 25 metres out from goal. In a one-on-two contest there, Garner. She was strong last week in the marking contests and done it a couple of times already this afternoon. Garner coming in. Important kick here for the Sharks. Nearing half-time. Stabs at it. No problems. Puts it straight over the goal umpire's hat. 2-4-16 St Kilda. Melbourne Uni, Ford Straight 24 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. This quarter for Hocking, Stewart, Northcote, North Melbourne, Brunswick and Carlton. A, a needed goal there for the Sharks. They've been accurate this afternoon. Kicked 2-3 in this term to Melbourne Uni's three goals. And I'll tell you what, you mentioned before it's a healthy crowd here at Tin Alley. There's a lot of Shark supporters here as well. And the Melbourne Uni crowd building up behind their coaches' bench as well. They're getting vocal both lots. If this comes down to a uh, one-goal thriller, the, uh, I'd say if there was a roof here, it would blow off this place. <laughs> Back underway in the middle. O'Brien gets the tap. Chapman, who's been moved into the midfield, gives the handball to Tilly Lucas. Rod sends it in the Mohope direction. Couldn't collect it cleanly. McIntosh gave it to Hildebrand, sends it towards the centre wing on the outer side and Ashmore takes the mark, her kick though smothered has to follow it up, good work there from Neves but Ashmore emerges with the footy sends a high kick towards the half forward flank Kiola Reed in front spot, got punched out of her hands, the umpire says she might have got a nudge in the back so she'll get a free kick, half back flank on the outer side, Penny Kiola Reed, the captain of the St Kilda Sharks under a minute to go to half time, here's the long kick heading in the Chapman direction Knocked by her over, to, over the boundary line and out of bounds. I think the clock is going to beat them all. And it'll be Melbourne Uni taking a lead into half-time of uh, eight points as we wait for the ball to be thrown back in. City side of the ground. And it is a Champon versus O'Brien. Got it straight down the throat there of Blackburn. Blackburn put it on the right boot going in the Stevens direction. Stevens has got it. She's going to play on. Here's the kick. Is a mark taken on? No, O'Mahoney's played on. And it will not count. It went away for a minus, what would have been a minus score, but because the Hooter sounded, when she actually she actually marked it before the siren sounded, she so she actually had to slam the brakes on, but she did the smart thing because the play was open and went to run on, but the siren got her. But it doesn't matter on her behalf because they're up by eight points, Melbourne Uni. Four straight, 24. St Kilda Sharks, 2-4-16, but there's still a lot more to write in this match. A very entertaining first term and probably not what I was expecting when I saw the state of the ground. It's good to see that both sides trying to get that attacking game of footy that we know Melbourne Uni play so well, but also the St Kilda Sharks. Well, it's happened in the last 10 minutes minutes of that second uh, quarter that both sides have just managed to find spots on the ground where it's a bit dry and they're just trying to get the loose player out to that side and go with a long kick and trying to take the game on. Yeah, and the, you felt the intensity rise too in the back half of that term. Um, and I think that's an indication of what will come in the second half. No side still has got control of this game. Melbourne Uni in front of the scoreboard, but the pressure being applied from the Sharks is pretty good at this stage. 
Well, we're here at halftime on girlsplayfooty.com live at Tin Alley in Parkville. We'll be taking a uh, break in just a moment's time, but just before we do that, we'll take the opportunity to uh, go around the ground. So what have you actually got as goal kickers, just as we uh, have a look at those scores? So for Melbourne Uni, two goals to Gabriella Pound, singles to Emma Carney and Caitlin Ashmore, and then two goal kickers so far for the Sharks, Jazz Garner with one, and Kayla Moore also has one. She did come from the ground in that term with a back complaints but did come back on late in the term which is good to see for the Sharks. Around the ground scores if there's mud here they must be playing in what you call a mud bath at Cranbourne because it's what a low scoring game Durban 2-6 Cranbourne 2 behinds and the, that's nearing half time there. That doesn't seem quite right, does it? You, yeah, it's not, like, not computing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Diamond Creek have managed to extract the digit there by half time and uh, put on a three goal quarter. Um, uh, second quarter to now lead by three goals over Seaford, 5-3 to 2-3. It looks like the bear got spooked and it went, oh, geez, better pull the finger out. Yeah, we're not going to let this one slip away again. Yep, and uh, Eastern Devils, eight goals, 15 versus Knox, one goal, two. Yeah, and that's probably, out of all of them, that's what we expected. Apart, of course, but you can see a bit of inaccurate kicking around the league at the moment. Again, conditions playing to that. Very much so, and here it's an eight-point lead to the Muggers, four straight, 24 to the Sharks 2-4-16 uh, just before we go better players as well for that uh, first half because obviously the better player on the ground will win our $50 Rebel Sport voucher when I look at it Bree Davy for St Kilda Sharks has been absolutely fantastic has just been in everything and just been going and going and going a champion as well in the ruck it's more the second efforts even though she's not winning some of the tap outs as soon as it hits the ground she's to the ground as well trying to uh, get over the top of the football Tilly Lucas Wright is making some charges Chapman's actually been very good as well on the ground and she's been playing a more forward role too today, I've noticed. Yeah. And, apart uh, from the back half of that term. And if we go across to Melbourne Union, that first quarter, Omar Honing was everywhere, absolutely everywhere on the ground. Ashmore has come into it. Carney, since she came on the ball, has now started to come into the game. Kerrick, as well as trying to give them something up forward. Stevenson's trying to give them something in the middle of the ground. Hildebrand, as well, it's so weird against still seeing her without the helmet. And it's done so just playing up forward. It's like, didn't you wish to wear a helmet and play on the back line? You're the same person. <laughs> Something's going wrong. And Bailey Hutt, as well, in the first quarter, was giving them something. So there's winners all over the ground for both sides. And, and like we said at the top of the show, we, we think this game is an arm wrestle. Yeah, it, it is. And considering the, the names we've just rattled off there, out of them at the moment, I don't think there's a real clear winner. One name I have not paid full credit to yet is Cecilia McIntosh. She is going full back against Moana Hope. And there's one or two occasions where you go, oh, Mo's going to mark that. And McIntosh has got there at the last second to spoil it away from her. She is wearing Mo Hope tight as can be. Mo's had two shots on goal and they've both gone uh, astray and there were snaps uh, where she's had to get onto it quickly. And, and she's just been denied any chance of a set shot on goal by McIntosh. Uh, very similar to the game back in round six where McIntosh kept hope relatively quiet. So, again, it seems to be a, a fairly good match, match-up favouring favoring Cecilia McIntosh. We'll take this opportunity to take a break here at uh, halftime on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Melbourne Uni, 4 straight 24, winning the St Kilda Sharks, 2-4-16. Every week, the Salvation Army helps shield those in need with 170,000 meals. Every week, they shield 3,000 homeless from the cold in their shelters. Every week, they provide 500 blankets and 18,000 food vouchers and $54,000 worth of clothing, furniture and household goods. 
Every week, the Salvo Shield 700 victims of abuse in their refuges and assist 1,100 people who are caught up in the web of addiction. Every week, they provide telephone counselling to 3,500 confused, frightened and lonely people with nowhere else to turn. The Salvation Army helps thousands of people every week. Imagine what that costs. Please support the Salvation Army Red Shield Appeal Doorknock Weekend. Call the credit card donation line on 13 32 30 so the Salvos can continue to help shield those in need. They're counting on it. Everything a business throws out represents wasted money and resources. Reducing waste and recycling unwanted items in the workplace is great for the environment and can be good for the bottom line too. PlanetArk's businessrecycling.com.au lists recyclers from across Australia and it's quick, free and easy to use. You'll also find a guide for choosing the right recycler and free signage. Search for Business Recycling or call 1300 763 768. Hardco Home and Body is a local family business that manufacture all their own natural candles and body range. Visit one of their six kiosk stores in major shopping centres throughout Melbourne or their recently opened new homeware store at Casey Central, Narry Warren, featuring many local Australian designers and their unique high-end pieces. To find your nearest store or to buy online, head to hardco.com.au. That's hardco.com.au. Hardco Home and Body, proudly sponsoring the Seafit Tigerettes. Thinking about selling your home or looking for a company to manage your property investments? With offices in Brunswick, Carlton, Northcote and North Melbourne, Hocking Stewart are the experts in Melbourne's inner north. Hocking Stewart takes the hard work out of selling by offering the unique service of preparing homes for sale, including property repairs, property styling and furniture hire. For a free property appraisal from one of our friendly and reliable team members, call Hocking Stewart on 9340 1900. Have you ever dreamed of quad biking in the wilderness of the Northern Territory or becoming a greaser on a 100-year-old steam tug. Personally, I rather fancy a bit of frog spotting myself. The point is, whatever you choose, volunteering is about being involved, getting things done and making a difference. Participate, activate and create. Volunteer today. Visit www.govolunteer.com. Hi, this is Adam Gilchrist for RAD, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Facing a cricket ball that's coming at 140 kilometres per hour can be pretty dangerous, but not nearly as dangerous as getting behind the wheel of a car after you've been drinking. Having a good time is fine, but if you plan to drink, plan ahead so you and your mates can get home safely. Drinking and driving, it's just not cricket. A message from RAD, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Hi, we're the Wiggles. Did you know that Vinnie's raises funds for their good works by selling really good stuff in their Vinnie's shops? But the shops don't run themselves. That's right, they need volunteers to help. Can you spare a few hours each week? All you need is enthusiasm and some spare time. And it's really good fun. Please, will you become a Vinnie's volunteer? Just visit vinnies.org.au or pop into your local Vinnie's shop for more details. Yeah, and while you're there, have a look round. You'll, You'll love what you find. The Rising Sun Hotel in Richmond is the home of footy, with all NRL and AFL games shown live on the big screens. Pop in for their quality meal specials midday through to nine, plus the TAB and bottle shop over till 1am seven days a week. The Rising Sun Hotel are proud to support women's footy and have been sponsors of the Eastern Devils since 2001. Call in to the Riser today, 395 Swan Street in Richmond. Just a drop bun from Burnley Train Station. Hi. 
I'm here to talk about the Reading Writing Hotline. It's a service that helps adults who can't read and write as well as they'd like to. The number is 1300-655-06. Give them a call if you know somebody who needs help with reading and writing. It's never too late to learn, and it's easier than you'd think. 1300-655-06. The Reading Writing Hotline. 1-300-655-06. Do you know someone with macular degeneration or glaucoma who's finding it hard to get around because of vision loss? They may have recently had a fall or you've noticed they're no longer able to find their way around safely. If you do, you should contact Guide Dogs. They help people just like this to stay safe and active. And it's a free service. To find out how Guide Dogs assists people with impaired vision to stay safe and independent, call 1-800-804-805. That's 1-800-804-805. Live across the web... This is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. Indeed it is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. Live on the web at girlsplayfooty.com on your PC, tablet or mobile or at the ground. If you bring your radio with you, you can listen to our call on 89.1 FM. A reminder of games coming up here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Uh, next week we're doing uh, two matches. Uh, that's if everyone's available. And our commentary team as always. Hello, Daniel Hill and Christy Williams. Um, we will be out, uh, of course, uh, Saturday morning next week on uh, July 9th at Princess Park in Carlton to do Diamond Creek and Melbourne Uni. 10.30am. It's an early start and it's an early trip to the bar afterwards. Um, then on Sunday, the 10th of July from 1.30pm, we'll be doing Knox versus Geelong at Schultz Reserve in one turn. The improving Knox looking to see if they can cause a boil over against uh, the Geelong Magpies, that small ground out in Wonturner. And again, uh, that's our two games uh, next week here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Here at halftime, though, it's Melbourne Uni, four straight, 24, Lingus and Kilda Sharks, 2-4-16. Winner of today's game takes outright second on the table. And uh, even though it doesn't lock them in for second spot, there will be still uh, a number of games to go in the season. It's an 18-round competition, but it does put them in uh, pole position to try and get that major semi-final spot and hopefully you never know the easier road to the grand final if they can cause an upset against the Darabin Falcons. Goal kickers here at half time for Melbourne Uni, 2-2 pound singles to Carney and uh, Ashmore for the St Kilda Sharks singles to Jazz Garner and to Kayla Moore as we speak, the uh, Division 1 girls, well, pardon me, Premier Division girls from the St Kilda Sharks all lined up and uh, waiting for their uh, senior team to run back out onto the ground. Uh, the Melbourne Uni girls still inside their rooms as we speak. Uh, joining us back in the commentary box is Matthew Cox, who's excited about not having to head out to Ballarat next week. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> but it is still uh, Carlton Carlton. No, in fact, it's only just a drop punt away from this ground here at Melbourne Uni. Um, it, it was just interesting chatting to Peter Lorch, um, who was going by uh, earlier uh, supporter from Port Melbourne about uh, what St Kilda need to do in this quarter and he, he was just in the one idea of maybe Mo Hope needs to come up towards centre half forward and needs to be brought into the game yeah yeah, I, I would agree with that move she obviously as we mentioned prior to the half time break she hadn't quite um, well she's being beaten at the moment by McIntosh in, in the contest and in the one on one whereas if you get her a bit up on the ground I reckon a half forward flank Maybe just have her circling around there uh, mm. just to at least get her hands on the footy because she hasn't had that many opportunities to get possession of it. And the few times that she has, she's been under pressure. Umpire blows the whistle to signal that he's uh, back out on the ground. And uh, it means we won't be too far away from a um, 
a start here when both sides uh, come back out on the ground. Uh, as, as we're looking at the uh, around the ground scores at half time, as we said, it's just um, it was unusual for that low scoring contest between Darabin and Cranbourne. But mind you, I, I do need to make a caveat that there was one game, I think it was Cranbourne and Seaford last year, where the result was something like one four to one two. So the ground, that ground, does has a bit of does have a bit of a history. Yeah, you're right. Lucky, lucky we haven't been there yet. Two six leading, two behind. Tarabin over Cranbourne there. Halftime, Diamond Creek five three leading Seaford two three, and of course the Eastern Devils eight fifteen leading Knox one two. You hear the crowd going nuts below us. That's because uh, the St Kilda Sharks are now coming back out onto the ground. Kula Reed uh, leading them back onto the ground and getting everyone into a huddle to make sure that. Um, to make sure that they're all in there and Steph Webb just getting a few last instructions. Brittany Benici, of course, has been out with injury for this season, has been actually helping in a coaching role at the St Kilda Sharks and, of course, in charge of the board at the moment and just having a chat with um, with uh, with uh, Webb as she comes back on the ground. But it's an interesting thing to think of. You know, when you think about players in their, um, you know, early to 20s that may not make the competition, that might, you know, because of injury make a transition into a coaching role you wonder how many will be picked up in development or line coaching role in the AFL women's sides. Yeah and it's interesting too because most injured players alright you'd think they'd do a coaching role but because Benici is so young it's sort of unexpected that she is standing on the bench with the whiteboard standing directly next to Sean Smith and getting all that insider knowledge too I think it, it has the potential if she does return to make her a better footballer because she knows all the ramifications and, and, and indeed makes her an on-field leader as well. Yep. Is in that position in the middle of the ground when play slows down a bit to look at everyone's positioning and to scream out, you need to be here, you need to be here, you need to be here. And that's quite a comment I hear from a lot of ex-AFL players to go down and play suburban or country football is that when they're on the ground, uh, when the ball's away from there, screaming out instructions to players in their back line, you've got to be here for when it comes in. You need to be here. And being able to see the game from a dis- different perspective as well allows her to grow and develop in that leadership role. And especially for a player that uh, is mainly a midfielder, she'd be a good general out there. To get us underway for the third turn here on GirlsPlayFooty.com Radio at Tin Alley Parkville, it is Matthew Cox. Eight-point lead to the Muggers as we enter the second half. O'Brien won the tap straight to Tilly Lucas. Rod gets a kick towards centre-half forward. Punched away there from Hyatt. Back on the deck. Lucas Rod goes back in after it. Sends it inside a vacant 50 at the moment for the Sharks. Hay tried to feed the handball out to Hunt. Back on the deck and under pressure from Moore. Hunt feeds the handball out. Hay immediately wrapped up by Hyatt. The umpire says, give it to me. I will ball it up about 30 metres out from goal for the Sharks. Kicking to the right-hand side of our broadcast position. In this third term, O'Brien won the tap to Carney, stripped to the footy, ended up in the hands of Hyatt, who makes the most of it. Hyatt gets her first goal of the game and the first goal for our second half here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. And the margin is only two points. 3-4-22 plays four straight, 24 here on girlsplayfooty.com. This third term, thanks to Jayco Australia, sponsors of the Sharks. And their huge range of RVs and caravans online at jayco.com.au. 
That was high, that kick there. That's Lisa Caddo, by the way. Special comments from the timekeeper's box hitting out the shoulder. Was that high? Yes, it was. Put that one down. She wants to make sure that they get the name in the paper. That's why. And the only way they, they, the only place they come is girlsplayfooty.com radio. Yeah, we've got all the details. Carney takes the ball out of the middle, puts on the afterburners, kicks it in the direction there of Hildebrand, who overran the pill. Going there, Colwell, trying to get a little hand pass out. Davy as well, but the ball popped out to Ibrahim. Ibrahim for the Muggers. Kicks it in the direction of Louise Stevenson. Stevenson beats out Webb. Head pass. Fisher got a hand in there. Stopped it from getting to Ibrahim. Ibrahim hit the ground. Collected by McWilliams. Ball went out the back. There's Stevenson. Has to get it on the right boot. Tries to centre it. Went over a few. Picking it up there for the moment was Alicia Eva. The hand pass too hot. Carney goes in there. But Bree Davy had front spot. She has the ball, but she gets tackled at centre half. Back for the Sharks. We'll call for a ball up. Two-point lead to the Muggers as we go a minute and a half into this third turn. And Carney wasn't happy because she was being held. She'll try and follow it up here. All slipped over at the pivotal moment. Just slaps the ball out of the contest. Davey goes in after it. Lucas Rod there as well. Stolen though by the Muggers who send a high ball inside attacking 50. Bouncing ball top of the goal square. Rayside comes in and she took the player out by the looks of things. And a free kick will be going the way of the Muggers directly in front of goal and it's Carrick to take it 30 metres out. Well, chance to snuff out the Sharks' advantage, but if uh, she misses this one, it just gives the Sharks a sniff. And they'd be building confidence, especially after that last goal. Kerrick comes in for her first of the afternoon and for the Muggers' first in this second half. Nice kick off the left boot, just makes the distance. And the Muggers get the margin back out to an eight-point lead. Five straight 30, place 3-4-22 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. And this quarter, of course, for Jayco Australia. Check out their RVs and caravans online at jayco.com.au. Eight points the difference in this round 11 Swiss VFL women's clash. And of course, next week, Melbourne Uni with that big game up against uh, Diamond Creek. So uh, a big block of games for them. They're looking to try and hold on to second spot. Well, the Sharks continue to throw down the challenge. The ball goes up in the air. Where we go again. O'Brien puts it down the throat of Carney, who dropped it. Had support there from Carney. By Blackburn, pardon me, who slapped it forward. Tries to pick it up. Didn't do so. Picked up by Telugus Rod. He just puts it straight onto the boot. Goes in towards the wing position. Crash of players. In goes Bruton. Tries to feed it out. Trying to get Bailey. Over the top of her was Eva. Locks her up. Ball is uh, taken out to Davey. Davey now goes towards centre-half forward. But a mark is taken. Front posse by Nicholas Stevens. Centre-half back. Gets on the left boot. Works. Looking it out wide, Blackburn cuts across, takes a mark in front of Whitehead. Blackburn now going further up the line, looking for Ashmore. Ashmore tries to pick it up, got a dance around Knees, and Knees has got her dead. Breaks the tackle and drops the ball, but the umpire said the tackle wasn't being applied at that time. Ashmore got it back, kicked up the line, over the head there of Kerrick, taking it as Deanna Berry. She claims the mark in front of Kula Reed, up against the boundary line. About uh, 35, 40 metres out from goal will be a difficult shot. Will be hard up against the fence too and with a heavy ball. So Deanna Berry, formerly of Montmorency, now playing for Melbourne Uni. Kicks on the right, that's a low flat punt towards the top of the square. Ibrahim had front posse, was under pressure. They tried to get a hurried little kick out of the pack, but it was taken away by McWilliams. A clearing kick went out of bounds on the full and nearly ended up in the cricket nets. And therefore, it'll be take two from that same position, but this time it'll be Caitlin Ashmore having a shot. In the long sleeves this afternoon for Melbourne Uni, becoming a bit of a regular for the long sleeve jumper, Caitlin Ashmore. 
She's about 50 out from goal. Looks to centre the ball in the direction of Stevenson. Floated over the top of her head. Ibrahim goes in after it. McWilliams feeds the handball out. Stolen by Carney. Sends the handball inboard. Stevenson pushed off the footy by a champong. Bruton had it momentarily. Lost it. Fumbles. Now collects. Kick on the right boot into a bit of space for the Sharks. Still inside defensive 50 on the broadcast side. Carney gets there first for the Muggers. Collected it cleanly. Shrugs off one tackle. But then... Now what... The, was the free kick for high, high. A high tackle from Tilly Lucas Rod and a free kick goes to Carney. Emma Carney has the pill, 50 metres out from goal, looking towards the top of the square, does the little dance around Tilly Lucas Rod, runs the 35, then kicks it right across the face. There's one bounce, knees, and Ash will go after it, and the ball goes over the boundary line and out of bounds. Eight point lead to the Muggers, five straight 30 to 3 4 22. Early stages, third term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Back into play, a champong with the tap. Straight to the deck, McWilliams gave it to Kiel the Reed. Very close to the boundary line on the outer side. Croft applying a good tackle on Whitehead, who tried to keep it in. Eventually, the umpire says it's gone out of play. We'll get a boundary throw in. Half forward flank, outer side for the Muggers. With an eight point lead. Tap, goes away of Kiss, pops off the ground. Tilly Lucas Rod goes in, gets the footy, but then got brought down as she tried to get the kick away. And the umpire said that's holding the ball. Free kick goes the way of the Muggers, half-forward flank out of sight. And they elect to go with it very quickly in towards the pound direction. And taking a mugger, is that Bailey Hummer been cutting across? Takes it, decides to play on quickly on the left boot, going in the either direction. And it's ball from behind, from front me by uh, Bailey. And the umpire pulls one out for too high, going the way of the Sharks. And uh, getting off the bottom of that deck. In fact, which one did he sit on? He sit on one way and now it's the other. Well, he sit on the Sharks' way and now it is going the Muggers' way. And it looks like it's Stevenson to take it. Directly in front from about 25, 30 metres out from goal. Ooh. Stevenson has uh, put it away to the left. Made a meal of that. 5-1-31 Melbourne Uni. St Kilda Sharks 3-4-22 for Jayco Australia. Jayco.com.au Kewlery comes to the broadcast side Gardner takes the mark on the halfback flank for the Sharks her kick though smothered well done there from Alicia Eva Bailey mops up sends a high kick in the higher direction getting back just unable to control it down Nicholas Stevens under pressure from Hyatt the umpire says I'll ball it up and Hyatt just a bit of a push and shove changing insurance details We'll get a ball up just in front of our broadcast position here at Tin Alley. A champong tapped it straight over the boundary line and out of play. Bit of barracking there in the background. You can hear through our effects, Mike, oh. from the interchange bench. The umpire's blown the whistle and said, was it out in the fall? The umpire said, no, it hit the boundary line, then went out. So, a little bit of conversation. Umpire to throw the ball back into play. A champong up in this contest versus Kiss. Went out the back door, missed both of them. McWilliams trying to get it out to Davey. Intercepted by Blackburn. Kittle on the ground. They got it to Tilly Lucas Ryder. Right? Tried to get the fish and missed her. O'Mahoney is first to the kick and she's got some speed. O'Mahoney goes in forward but she overran the pill. Ball on the ground. Bruton got tripped up. Umpire pays a free kick and uh, will bring the ball back. It's getting a little bit spiteful there as well. Bit of push and shove. Bit of aggro coming into the contest as Bruton has the ball at halfback flank. The intensity's risen here in the third term on girlsplayfooty.com radio. High kick. Bruton nearly picked out. Garner couldn't complete the mark. Kears gave the handball to Carney. 
sends it towards centre half forward Ashmore in a contest couldn't bring it down Hildebrand in support just tapped it forward it's back on the deck handball comes here to Whitehead to a champong in the middle of Tin Alley just whacks it on the boot goes towards centre half forward contest there from Hunt high it comes late Tilly Lucas Rod feeds out the handball now to Whitehead Whitehead goes in the Moana Hope direction inside 50 she lost her footing Cecilia McIntosh wraps her up the umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. Just inside, attacking 50 on the outer side for the Sharks. They're 3-4-22, trailing Melbourne Uni 5-1-31. Back underway, and it's straight to the deck. And straight on top of the muddy patch here at Tin Alley. As the umpire will take the football back. Cracking game of football here. Second versus third. As the umpire throws the ball up in the air, and away we go again. Kiss jumped too early. Goring is there, ball popped out Kayla Moore overran it, Hildebrand got the hand pass out to Stevens, who then killed out towards the wing position, Knees versus Ashmore, Ashmore got to it first draw the player, then get the hand pass over the top to Ibrahim, who got cleaned up by McWilliams but the ball spilled free to Emma Carney and Carney went for a run, tapped the ball on the ground she's still going, McWilliams after her hand pass back to Ashmore, who danced around McWilliams, Ashmore runs to 55 out, tapped the ball on the ground, Ashmore now runs to 45 metres out pulls the kick at the last second, Hildebrand a ripping mark took it between the goal and point post just in front of Fisher and she'll be kicking on a very tight angle and again a very smart play there from Carney could have blazed away with the kick decided to go with the handball back to Ashmore in a better position he got it inside 50 running around a shot on goal how does it look it is away to the near side in fact it clipped the post on the way through minus score jeez the muggers have had their chances to try and put the foot on the throat of the Sharks and they haven't been able to do it they've kept the Sharks alive 5-2-32, Melbourne Uni, 3-4-22, St Kilda Sharks. As Penny Kula-Reed's kick into the back pocket, it's up Bailey on the outer side. Just been cornered here, the Sharks in defence. Bailey's kick is a low one to McWilliams. Took it on the half volley. Sends the ball now towards the centre wing. It's going to come straight back, though, because Croft takes the mark for the Muggers. Centre wing on the outer side. A chip kick over the top. It's up Blackburn on the chest. Attacking side of centre wing. Looking for options. Wants to come in board. Does so now. Stevenson getting their pound. Didn't take it cleanly. Gave the handball to Stevenson in support. Takes a bounce. That was ambitious. Centre half forward for the Muggers. Goes inside 50. Wilson takes the mark. 45 degree angle. About 45 metres out. And she's going to have to go back now because it is a very congested forward 50. Wants to give the handball off. Seldom a bit of candy. Now does give it to Carney. Had to reach for it. Runs towards the boundary line. Shepard applied. She's in trouble. Carney and sends it out on the full. Great pressure from the Sharks. And great pressure being shown by Ellie George. One thing that flashes my mind back is when the Sharks took on the Eastern Devils in that mud heap out of Glen Waverley last year. Remember uh, Smith had barely any time on the ball, Catherine Smith, at the back pocket, and they brought her into the middle in the final quarter, and she ran havoc. Well, the same thing happened with Mo Hope. Even though she's not getting much of the ball, throw her in the middle in the final quarter. She's fresh legs. It's an interesting tactic. Wilson has the ball intercepted for the Muggers from that kick back in the play, then kicks it back inside the 50, and all of a sudden, there's a bit of holding going on there. The umpire not paying it. Ball hit the ground. Traffic jam of half a dozen players. Webb looking over the top. The umpire calls for a ball up. Ibrahim on the bottom of that. And O'Mahony as well. Throw the ball up in the air. Away we go again. One out by Kears. Trying to go through there is uh, Penny Kula-Reed. 
Couldn't get a hand pass out. A champ on buried underneath. Excellent stuff. Got across. Chapman got brought down. She tried to kick the football. Now they're moving it further up the line. Here's Moana Hope. She's on settling position. Beats out McIntosh. McIntosh got onto her back. The ball spilled free. Going in there is Garner. Couldn't get it out. Stevens over around the ball. But it came out by Croft. Croft now got it across to Lynch. Lynch trying to get the hand pass forward. Good work from behind by Gartner. Bruton went in and put it on the right boot. No one inside the Ford 50 for the Sharks. As Croft takes a mark on the halfback flank. Decides to center the ball quickly. They're running with speed here, the Muggers, but Kears dropped what she should have taken. Hit an opponent high. Umpire said it was fair. In goes Whitehead. Bailey Hunt comes over the top. Got it out to Blackburn. Blackburn ran away from Tilly Lucas Rod. Getting in towards the uh, forward 50. Coming out to take the mark is Hildebrand. Got on the left boot. Ibrahim runs to space. Takes a mark. Cops a shot from Davey. Undisciplined. Didn't need to do it. And she's going to give a shot on goal to Hannah Ibrahim, 20 metres out directly in front. Yeah, little discipline there from Dave. He did not need to give that little shove. Great work, though, from the Muggers. And Hannah Ibrahim will be looking for her first of the afternoon and trying to put it out the 16 points, the difference. Ibrahim directly in front for Melbourne Uni. And... Is that away again? It is. Melbourne Uni's inability to put sides away is concerning. Very concerning. 5-3-33 as Penny Kilderreed plays on. They've got an 11-point lead halfway through the third term. Kilderreed kicks it to Gardner on a half-back flank. Broadcast side, Gardner plays on. Kicks it towards the centre wing. Contest forms. Garner at the back. Couldn't complete the mark. It's on the deck and works out in favour of the Muggers. Stevens gives a handball over the top to Kerrick. Attacking side of centre wing. Eyeball towards the half-forward flank. Davey getting back. Takes the mark. Half-back flank broadcast side for the Sharks. Not a lot to go to. Wants to come down along the line. Does that. High ball. Underneath it, Moore. Just went over the top of her head. Getting back here, Croft. Looking for options, just ducked and weaved through the tackle and then sends a kick back towards the half-forward flank. But again, Davey taking the intercept mark. Brianna Davey has a player on, and that's Jess Gartner, takes the mark. She's got the ball half-back flank, just near our broadcast position. Goring's asked the umpire, she's going to play on. She does so quickly, goes to Chapman, the former captain, right in front of our broadcast position and the timekeeper's box. Chips the kick up, had to be good, and running on to take the mark there is Kayla Moore. Moore now gets on the right boot, comes in board, looking for a champion. Whitehead was out the back, took the mark. Whitehead decide to play on, got on the left boot, up in the air, it's in a half forward, juggling mark taken by knees, runs on, has a shot on goal! From 35 metres out, Rebecca Neves. Gets it for the Sharks. They move to 4-4-28. Melbourne Uni, 5-3-33. I ask the question, have Melbourne Uni spent their petrol tickets and not come up with any reward and let the Sharks back in the game? At this point in time, you'd say yes, because they have struggled to get it forward of centre in this term the Sharks and they've made a pay on the scoreboard when it counts. Five point lead now the way of the Muggers who have kicked 1-3 in this term to the two goals from the Sharks. Umpire with the ball back in the middle of the ground. Girlsplayfooty.com radio. This quarter for Jayco Australia. Check out their huge range of RVs and caravans online at jayco.com.au. O'Brien with the tap. Muggers emerge with the footy through the middle and will get the clearance. High ball inside. Attacking 50. There's a mark taken to Carney. She's about 45 metres out. Has an option in the forward pocket. Just went a little astray from her. Kula Reid applies the good tackle. I think that's Carrick or Eva. 
gets the handball away, Davey works her way through the pack, handball over the top, Stevenson gets there, oh there was ill decision there from the Muggers and it went over the boundary line and out of play they just didn't go for it there, not very good communication between Stevenson and her teammate there in Mahoney here on GosbayFooty.com radio, five points of difference, Muggers way classic match as one out there by O'Brien, Carney got caught high according to the upright and Davey's not happy and he's giving a bit of lip and this could be 25, it is. This is the second 25 Davies given away. One for the shove and one for the lip. As much as she's done some great work today, bearing in and under was sensational that first half. You just can't give that away. This time it hurts. As Emma Carney doesn't miss and she lets everyone know about it. And it goes now out to 6-3-39 Melbourne Uni. St Kilda Sharks, 4-4-28. This quarter for jaco.com.au. Just when you thought the Sharks had a sniff, they didn't need that. They did not need that. And ill-discipline from one of their leaders too. 11-point lead to the Muggers. Late stages of the third term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. It's tough for these muddy conditions because the thing is, uh, when the pack's on the ground, the umpire is going to miss every now and again, be a high tackle, a trip, a whack or something like that. Those little niggles to both sides are going to happen all game in these conditions. You've just got to, as much as it's frustrating, you've got to cop it, whatever the umpire gives. Yep. As it's back underway, words of wisdom there from Pete Holden. McWilliams goes in after the footy, tackled immediately by Carrick. He sees the ball held up. And further to extending that, if you do get frustrated, 25 metres on a day like today is worth its weight in goal. Especially when it's yeah. in the attacking region for the opposition. As O'Brien brought the ball to ground, Tilly Lucas rods all wrapped up by Blackburn. We'll get another ball up, still inside the centre square here at Tin Alley. He's covered in a bit of sunshine this afternoon. Not often we say that here at Melbourne Uni. As O'Brien won the tap again. Davey going in after the footy. Got bumped as she went in for it. O'Brien wraps her up. And we'll get a third ball up. Still inside the centre square. Umpire throws the ball up in the air. Away we go again. Oh, a bit high there on Davey. We'll get the free kick this time. As she uh, picks it up and just looks around for some options. The player's screaming for her. So she gets on the right, goes forward, long and high. McWilliams, this is Omahoney. Oh, McWilliams! What a mark! Coming the back back. Absolute class. Now gets on the right boot, goes the hot spot. No, out One bite, couldn't bring it in. Ball hit the ground. Trying to go in there as well to help the supporters. Georgia Harris can't extract the ball. In over the top there as well was Lynch for Melbourne Uni. She can't get it out. Umpire still game enough to call play on. Blackburn goes in as well. Garner's calling for a cab. And the umpire says, uh, let's call for a ball up. 35 metres out from the Sharks goal. Back underway. Inside attacking 50 for the Sharks. O'Brien with the tap. Straight to the deck. It's pushed out of there. Blackburn goes in after it. Slaps it forward. Carrick under pressure. Chapman arrives for the Sharks. He's able to get it out of the pack. And a series of handballs works out the way of Tilly Lucas. Rod kick in towards the forward pocket. Hope had it punched out of her hands by McIntosh. Who then wraps up Whitehead. Ball spills free. Muggers with the footy. A kick there from Blackburn towards Carrick. Rolls over the boundary line and out of play in front of her. And Tilly Lucas Rod on the outer side. Half forward flank. Well, the Sharks trailing by 11 points. 21 minutes gone in this quarter. Four to go here at Tin Alley. Throw in O'Brien with a tap. 
Kerrick tried to soccer it off. Cut off from McWilliams. Kick around her body into the forward pocket. He's cut off by Croft in defence for the Muggers. Croft looking for some options. Dances around a bit. Then kicks it straight into Chapman. And Chapman, it didn't get to go over the boundary line. It did, according to the boundary umpire. And Chapman not too happy about that because he wanted to dance around and have a snap. So we'll throw it in. 25 metres out from the Sharks' goal. What a game of footy. Is it thrown back into play? O'Brien wins it. Garner has a snap. Has it across the face? Is it through? It's there! Sharks crowd going bananas. Five points the difference. Melbourne Uni 6-3-39. St Kilda Sharks 5-4-34. This quarter for jaco.com.au. Garner, right spot, right time. And got lucky with the kick there too. Great goal, and again, St Kilda making the most of their opportunities in attack, whereas Melbourne Uni slightly inaccurate in this turn with the three behinds. And it's smart having her in that contest there because bigger bodies are worth their weight in gold. As we're saying in that first half where, where Davey was able to bury through, she's got that, that bigger shape, she's got the strong hips, she can bury in and under. Same thing as well, Garner's got that bigger body, she can bust her way through. That's what she did, got the possession, got the goal. And Sharks going to get the clearance here through Tilly Lucas. Rod goes inside, attacking 50 high, and at the back takes the mark. 45 degree angle about 45 let's make it 50 metres out from goal if they've got they've got Gardner there and uh, and Hope in the goal square if I was them keeps the distance have Mo Hope at the front of the pack because if it comes off hand she's the fastest to it as high it comes in she's going to line up for goal back to back Coles coming up here potentially for the Sharks it's a beautiful looking drop punt's going to fall short punched through for a minor score and the Sharks crowd getting slightly excited down in front of us here Pete I was just looking around those other Coca-Cola cans down there any Jim Beans you know it could get interesting in the final quarter Chapman tries to cut it off in the forward pocket ball hit the ground going with Urs Kirsten Hay got it out to Garner Garner one footed up against the boundary line kick is cut off on the last line by Croft Croft now kicks it towards the halfback flank position but there is a plethora a plethora of Sharks three of them taken by Hyatt she decides to centre it oh that is poor 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 marking by the Muggers Whitehead has taken it directly in front, 30 metres out. There's three Sharks in the hot spot where you want to sit at no one from Melbourne yet. But not only that, there were five players on both occasions where those kicks went to, and they were all Sharks. There was no Melbourne Uni, yet it's a congested forward line. Whitehead. Bang! And it's amazing, isn't it? We, we talked about it 10 minutes ago. We go, did Melbourne Uni run out of juice when they had the chance to bury St Kilda and they didn't do it? And what's happened? The game's flipped back the other way. Melbourne Uni now trail. St Kilda Sharks, 6 41 Melbourne Uni, 6 39 for Jayco Australia. Now we've been saying it all term. Now we've got the evidence to back it up. Five scoring shots apiece, 2-3 to Melbourne Uni, 4-1 for the Sharks. Ball back in the middle. Let me, let me say one thing for the record. For any side, you've got to put sides away because when you play Darabin in the big one, they ain't giving you a second chance. No, they don't have lapses. As Davey bursts two way through the pack, sends the ball inside, attacking 50. Hyde again, the option. Oh. Almost brought it in. She did know it was touched. And ball over the top to Moana Hope, who was held by McIntosh. The umpire screamed, play on. Close to the boundary line. Whitehead keeps it into play. Handball back towards Hyde. Hope she was taken out of the contest again, given to Stevens who whacks it on the boot, but will go out on the full. No, one bounce over the line in front of Ashmore. We'll get a boundary throw in 
50 metres out from goal for the Sharks. They're 6-5-41. Melbourne Uni, 6-3-39 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Three-quarter time sign at any second. They're watching the clock. It's about to uh, go at any second. Ball back into play. A chank on there front. Posse Goring tries to go in there. Ch- oh, well, as well. Three-quarter time. What a game here at Tin Alley in Parkville. The Sharks have got their noses in front. 6-5-41. Melbourne Uni, 6-3-39. Yeah, what a quarter of football, wasn't it? And again, a, a quarter of two halves. You had Melbourne Uni at the front doing all the good work, didn't get the reward on the scoreboard. St Kilda Sharks got an opportunity for goal. Can't remember who kicked it, but that built Hyatt, them. Hyatt, Hyatt got yeah. it and built their momentum, and they were able to get a couple of quick ones. It's very unlucky there, Mo, and I hope not to be called because if she was called for holding, she would have got it from there, and then all of a sudden, all the momentum's going their way. I guess any. I guess the thing that's lucky for Melbourne uni is is because it's under a goal if melbourne uni get a quick break and a quick goal in the first middle or two of the quarter bang momentum swings back the other way straight away for the st kilda sharks they know that they've got this but they've got to make sure that melbourne uni do not get clear possession that first middle or two and that they get the first goal going back the other way and they can't afford to be ill disciplined there like they were a couple of times in that term you almost forget about those two incidents you don't want to lose by seven points and under and look back at that going that's two we just gave away just gave it away. Yep. Well, here on girlsplayfooty.com radio, we're going to check some around-the-ground scores for you as we do that. Uh, what is it looking um, at uh, three-quarter time in the way of goal kickers? Uh, Jazz Garner has two for the St Kilda Sharks, and then single goal kickers to Rebecca Neves, Alex Whitehead, Tamara Hyatt, and Kayla Moore. And then for Melbourne University, two each to Emma Carney and Gabriella Pound, and singles to Madeline Kerrick and Caitlin Ashmore. It sees the scorecard 6-5-41. The Sharks are leading by two points at three-quarter time, 6-3-39. The Muggers after leading for a majority of the day. Around the ground scores here. It is uh, Darabin 7-10 leading Cranbourne, two behinds. Diamond Creek 6-4 leading Seaford 3-7. That game not over, but you'd definitely say Diamond Creek now in the favourites position. And uh, the last score we have here is Eastern Devils 11-18 leading Knox 1-3. Earlier today, the Spurs beat Geelong by 52 points. We'll take this opportunity to take a break here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. It's the Sharks leading the Muggers by two points at three-quarter time. Thinking about selling your home or looking for a company to manage your property investments? With offices in Brunswick, Carlton, Northcote and North Melbourne, Hocking Stewart are the experts in Melbourne's inner north. Hocking Stewart takes the hard work out of selling by offering the unique service of preparing homes for sale, including property repairs, property styling and furniture hire. For a free property appraisal from one of our friendly and reliable team members, call Hocking Stewart on 9340-1900. I've been a lifeline volunteer for five years now. I became one after I came out the other side of a rough patch. I thought, well, people helped me and now things are good. So it's time to give something back. Thing is, with the training and skills that we get... It's really helped me in my own life with work and relationships. And I've made some great friends. I guess helping other people is... A great way to help yourself. Become a Lifeline volunteer and make a difference to people's lives, including yours. Call now or visit our website. I usually wear white. And I prefer black. But lately, we've been getting into orange. When you're wearing SES orange, you know you're making a difference. And you're learning great new skills. You'd be surprised. 
How good you'll feel in orange. The Victoria State Emergency Service is recruiting volunteers now for a broad range of roles. Visit ses.vic.gov.au or call 1300-842-737 and find out if Orange is right for you. Authorised by Victoria State Emergency Service Melbourne. Spoken by Emery's and A. Smallwood. The symptoms of ovarian cancer sound like part of every woman's life. Abdominal bloating, abdominal or back pain, appetite loss, changes in toilet habits unexplained weight gain or loss, indigestion or heartburn, and fatigue. But if these symptoms are unusual for you and they persist, please see your doctor. For more information, visit the Ovarian Cancer Program website at nbocc.org.au. Good afternoon. Hi. Just the bread and milk, thanks. That's five fifty, thank you. And can I have something to put those in that will injure our marine life, clog our drains and landfill, adding to over six billion other plastic bags used every year that aren't recycled, meaning most end up as rubbish? Uh, may I recommend you pick up one of our environmentally friendly reusable bags? It's time to think about what you're really asking for. Say no to plastic bags. For more information, visit cleanup.com.au. The Rising Sun Hotel in Richmond is the home of footy, with all NRL and AFL games shown live on the big screens. Pop in for their quality meal specials, midday through to nine, plus the TAB and bottle shop over till 1am, seven days a week. The Rising Sun Hotel are proud to support women's footy. They've been sponsors of the Eastern Devils since 2001. Call into the Riser today, 395 Swan Street in Richmond. Just a drop bun from Burnley train station. Live across the web. This is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. Indeed it is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day here at Tin Alley in Parkville. Second versus third and the team that's third on a two-point lead. It's going to be a cracking last 25 minutes. It is the St Kilda Sharks 6-5-41, Melbourne Uni 6-3-39 and to get us underway for this final term. It's the one and only Matthew Cox. I was about to laugh at everyone trying to negotiate the mud going out on the field. but I, I won't th- make you run out there when we get our player of the day. I was going to say, I realised I'm going to have to go out there at the end of the game. Not looking forward. No, you can wait till they come off the ground before I give you the $50 Rebel Sport voucher. Makes it a bit easier. Oh, right. Thank you very much, Peter. I'm glad you're looking after me. Final term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Two-point lead to the St Kilda Sharks. Umpire gets us underway. O'Brien with the tap. Davey coming through. Tried to feed the handball to a champong. Pounds down behind play. Ball spills out of the pack. Davey gave it to Tilly Lucas Rod. An up-and-under kick goes out wide. Works out in favour of the Sharks. A champong sends the handball backwards to Bruton. Bruton a high kick towards the centre wing. Looking out there for Hyatt. Stevens gets in front for the Muggers. It's on the deck. Stevens. Able to collect it cleanly. Sends a kick around the body. Hits up Ashmore on the chest. Centre wing on the outer side for the Muggers. Looks up. Went through the fingers there of Wilson. Kicked forward by O'Mahony. Half forward flank. Outer side. Gives the handball off to Ibrahim. A chip kick over the top. Almost cut off. Not taken there by Webb. Back on the deck. Opens an opportunity for the Muggers. Carrick kick around the body. Goes over the boundary line and out of play. Forward pocket. Outer side for the Muggers. Trailing by two points. Early stages. Final term here on Girls playfooty.com radio. We wait for the ball to come back in the play. Muggers looking for that first goal to get the momentum back their way and the lead. 
Davey trying to charge her way through. Got it out to McWilliams. McWilliams got it on the right. Oh, Garner went flying for it. Had it lost it. Being held up. Ashmore watching on as well. Neves is there. And the umpire says no prior opportunity. And will call for a ball up. I've got to talk to Ashmore and Killer Reed saying, you know the rule. Sun's out, guns out. What the heck's going on with this long sleeve rubbish? As the ball is uh, thrown back into play. Trying to keep off the ground. O'Mahoney, Blackburn as well. And they see the ball shuffled over the boundary line and out of bounds. About 50 metres out from the Melbourne Uni goal. And they are 6-3-39, St Kilda 6-5-41, back into play, tapped forward for the Sharks Carney on the deck, tried to feed the handball out, she's held up, then it's socket forward, O'Brien goes in after it sends the handball out of the pack, it went astray Blackburn might have got a push in the back. Umpire said play on. Garner applies the tackle. Spills free. Whitehead sends the handball to Davey. Tries to shrug off a couple of tackles. Able to get the handball into a bit of space. Muggers get there first. Handball comes away here of Ashmore. Runs away from a opponent. Kick into the middle. Hits up Eva. Eva's kicked towards centre half. Forward. Mark will be taken. And it's Wilson at centre half. Forward for the Muggers. 60 from home. Wants to go long, straight down the corridor. No mark, not completed there by Kerrick. Comes out of the pack in favour of Whitehead and Sharks get a clearing kick out of defence and Bailey takes it half-back flank broadcast side. Laura Bailey's got Tilly Lucas-Rod screaming for it. Ashmore charging towards it. Ashmore got the fist in there, close towards the boundary line. Lucas-Rod gives the old bump over the line. Tis out here like that. And we'll see the ball thrown back in in front of Andrew Jago and the Melbourne Uni coaches bench. Two-point lead to the St Kilda Sharks over Melbourne Uni here at Tinelli in Parkville. It was an eight-point win last time to the Sharks in dry conditions at North Port Oval. Tilly Lucas right cops one over the shoulder from Gabriella Pound and gets the resulting free kick. Defensive side of centre wing. Garner now making her move. Ignored. Looks further up the line. Being called to go in the height direction. Goes instead sideways. And McWilliams cuts across and takes the mark in front of Goring. McWilliams... Decides to load up. Goes long with a kick. Hyatt goes in a three-on-one. Makes a spoil from behind. Bailey Hunt is caught by Portlock. Ball hit the ground. Goring overran it. Going in there and trying to extract it was Harris. Couldn't do so. In on the top is Garner. Jumping in is Croft. And the umpire blows the whistle. Calls for a ball up. Half-forward flank for the Sharks. On the broadcast side, the Sharks with a two-point lead early in this final term. Carney tries to burst her way through. Davey got a handball into space, which went over the boundary line and out of play. Brittany Benici screaming instructions from the boundary line. Yeah, into the midfield group two. As it's going to be thrown back into play. Attacking side of centre wing for the Sharks. Davey, third woman up. Got the tap to the deck. Blackburn tackled. Bruton goes in after it, trying to extract it. Eventually does so, but then's caught by Eva. Brought to ground. Whitehead now goes in after it. Umpire says, give it to me. I'll ball it up. Still attacking side of centre wing for the Sharks on the broadcast side. He gets it underway quickly. O'Brien to Carney. Tries to soccer it. Bruton caught it. And then she was claimed by Carney, who asserts her authority. Still attacking side of centre wing for the Sharks. And gave a better lip as well. As in goes a champong. Wins the tap. Ball hit the ground. Close towards the boundary line. Being slung over without the ball. Was the player in Alicia Eva. Eva gets going quickly on the right boot. Goes with a short pass. Got to be good indeed. Gets a teammate. Count who now just quickly goes in the Carney direction. Carney takes the mark. Puts the brakes on. As she saw Davey coming at her. 
Davey walking over on the mark, and the umpire said it's fair play on. Carney takes on Davey, takes a run. Pump, courtesy of Eber, allows Carney to keep towards the middle of the ground, but the kick is poor. It's going to be sent back from whence it came. That is Knees, who kicks it long over the head of Chapman, who going after the football. Going in there is uh, Kirsten Hay, managed to get it across to Stevens, who got spun around, got a kick though, has to go again. High claims her, dumps her over the boundary line, and we'll have a throw in. 50 metres out from goal. Five and a half minutes gone final term, Sharks by two points. Intensity is high here at Tin Alley, ball just inside attacking 50 for the Sharks kicking to the left hand side of our broadcast position or the Fitzroy end of Tin Alley, throw in, right on the 50 metre mark back into play, Muggers are able to get it out of the pack, Bruton though will collect it on the half forward flank, eyeball inside attacking 50, Hope takes the mark directly in front it's, I think, the only time all day McIntosh has lost her feet, courtesy of that bump, and uh, it looks like Mo's probably going to get maximum reward for effort. Mo Hope lining up for her first goal of the day. Comes in, right foot kick. He's away Ooh. to the right. Commentator's curse. <laughs> 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 And there's a few people looking at you, Peter, yeah. after giving the big rap. I'm just going to duck down behind this bench <laughs> if you don't mind. <laughs> Stevens now kicks it out of uh, defence. Finds Bailey Hunt, puts it straight down her throat. Sharks by three points. Hunt now gets on the right boot, looking in the Ashmore direction. Oh, it's a wobbly kick. Got away from her, bounced a few times and went out. 55 metres out from the Sharks goal. They're attacking towards the Fitzroy end of the ground. We wait for it to be thrown back into play. It does. A champong won it. Stolen there by Deanna Berry. Berry now kicks it longer up the line. Oh, Bree Davy, strong mark. Davy now looks afield. Gets on the right boot. It's got to be good towards centre half forward. Went over the head of her teammate. Foot race on Tilly Lucas right and McIntosh. McIntosh is taken high. And we'll get a free kick. And we'll take it at the halfback flank position as she gets up off the ground. Feeling a little bit worse for wear. McIntosh in defence for the Muggers on the broadcast side. Looks up in the hunt direction in a one-on-one good fist there applied by Portlock allows Moore to come through for the Sharks handball backwards to McWilliams gets the kick away and got bumped as she did ball now on the half forward flank on the broadcast side for the Sharks it's seen over the boundary line and out of play by Goring boundary throw in 55 out from goal for the Sharks they're 6-6-42 Melbourne Uni 6-3-39 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio Ball back into play. Third person up is Davy. Brought the ball to ground. Chapman picks it up. Gets it across to Bree Davy from the boundary line. Tries to centre it. Mo Hope in front. McIntosh going with her. Hope got it across to Alex White. Head around the corner. Now wasn't it a point. Oh, just with the wrong side of the post. Four points the difference. 6-7-43 St Kilda Sharks. Melbourne Uni 6-3-39 this quarter for Hocking Stewart. Northcote, North Melbourne, Carlton and Brunswick. Could have just about iced the game with two goals there. The Sharks instead they've got two behinds and it's still game on. Carney plays out of the defensive goal square. Sends it straight up the corridor. Oh, flying there McWilliams. Couldn't bring it down. Ends up though in the hands of the Sharks and a champong. A cute kick to a whitehead. Wasn't the distance. Umpire call play on. Handball comes the way of Davey. Davey from 45. Five metres out, gets the goal! Rihanna Davey, with her first of the game, sees the margin out to 10 points here at Tin Alley. 7-7-49 to 6-3-39 here on curlsplayfooty.com. And as we mentioned, someone is down at the moment 
for Melbourne Uni. Just trying to spot who that is. He's just uh, 40. Can't see if that is Mahoney or if that is Hay. I think it might be Mahoney that's uh, getting up a bit worse for wear. It's a bit of a limp, but she tells the trainer, I'm good to walk around for a bit. As we throw the ball up in the middle of the ground, away we go again. O'Brien versus a Champong. A Champong got it moving forward for pound for pound. Lost it in goes Deanna Berry. Berry now picks it up again as a way to the races and gets on the right boot. Kicks it out towards the wing position. Wilson going after the footy. Maybe copped the player in the back accidentally. No play on called the umpire. Davey was there as well. Managing to take the ball away. That was Nisu Kittling towards the middle of the ground. Tilly Lucas right with a paddock. Decides to hold things up. Waits for players to come forward. Now kicks it up the line in the Chapman direction. It gets one in the back. Momentum you can feel is really going the Sharks' way as Chapman from 65 metres out directly in front will assess her options. And it's Mo Hope coming out of the goal square, makes the lead now. She's got two to beat and ignored. Chapman given the hurry up. High kick now, inside attacking 50. Got a front spot, couldn't bring it down, but she was being held according to the umpire. And she'll get a free kick directly in front, 40 out from goal. Tell you what, she's been good today. She's been making contest after contest after contest. has been a real focal point in these conditions. And she has already kicked two goals this afternoon for the Sharks. A 10-point lead prior to the kick, directly in front, 40 out from goal, is the woman on the mark. Garner comes in, a little bit of a skip, now whacks it on the right boot, lovely-looking drop punt, fading left. Minus score for the Sharks. 1-3 in this final term so far. Melbourne Uni, though, yet to get on the scoreboard. 11-point lead to St Kilda. And Cecilia McIntosh from full back. It's a booming kick in the Ashmore direction. She's running out the back. Bruton had front posse. Brought the ball to ground. Ashmore tries to go in again. Going in with her once more is Laura Bailey. Close towards the boundary line. Pack forms and the umpire says, we'll call for a ball up. City side of the ground. It's hard forward flank here for the Sharks. Ball is thrown up in the air. Away we go again. A Champong wins the contest. Got it to Mick Williams. He got caught straight away. Ball hit the ground. Trying to go in there as Pound. Tries to feed it out. Bailey was there as well. Trying to lay a tackle was Elise Hay. Close towards the boundary line. It will go out now. Oh, and she's hit the fence too. And she's up- going to get a free kick. Yeah, the umpire said that was a bit harsh. 50 plays, 39. Sharks way. And... Uh, Bailey assisting her and gets up almost wearing white stripes courtesy of the fence that's how hard she was shoved into it <laughs> and decides to go with a short pass over the head of uh, Moana Hope Stevens has got it is going to try and take him on fed off the hand pass long kick looking in the Ashmore direction but taking I think it's McWilliams out there if I can just see correctly from a distance and she has the ball decides to send it back from whence it came it's long it's high in the air front posse Stevens brought it to ground Moore tried to pick it up couldn't do so Chapman went in there tried to feed out the hand pass to Gardner she hit the ground hurried little kick away by the muggers out towards the wing position. Foot race is going to be on. Ibrahim tries to get to it first. Was upended by uh, upended by a champong who got it towards her teammate there and Harris who went momentarily without it. The umpires pulled out a free kick and said it's going the way of uh, Hay. That's Kristen Hay for the Muggers. And gave it straight to Carney who was off. Kicks it in towards the middle. Blackburn takes the mark. Middle of Tinelli for the Muggers. Looks to go inside attacking 50. High ball at the pack. Stevens knocks it to ground. Tries to follow it up. Tackled immediately. Bruton emerges with a footy for the shot. 
Sharks. A kick out wide in the portlock direction. Couldn't complete the mark. It's on the deck. Hay goes in after the footy. Umpire says, give it to me. I'll ball it up. In fact, that's Hunt back there in defence. 13 gone, final term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Stevenson gets the tap. Telly Lucas, Rod's kick, smothered. Back on the deck. Bailey goes in after it, as does a champong who just socketed off the ground. Bailey again got bumped off the footy. Hey, paddles it out. Pound going in after the footy for the Muggers. It's all wrapped up. Half forward flank broadcast side for Melbourne Uni. They trail by 11 points. 13 and a half gone final term. A champong wins the ball. ball. Hit the ground, trying to go in there again. Carney can't extract the footy. Umpire blows the whistle once again. Half forward flank for Melbourne University. They need a goal, they need one right now. If the Sharks kick one, you think that might be it. You think it might break the bank. As trying to go in there is McWilliams. Gave it across. Fisher, get it up the line. Carney, she's been good. Takes another strong mark. Looks further afield, looking for some options. Decides to get on the right. Got to be good, got to be long with a kick. Hide from behind. Stevens taken away there by Harris. Harris goes for the run, going long. Hope looks for the sun. Hope takes the mark. She'll hold it up 50 metres out from goal. Got Fisher long as she can get going quickly. McIntosh helped to try and spot oh. oh, mark taken. Knees got cleaned up by Ashmore but held the ball. Rebecca Neves will be kicking from directly in front, 30 to 35 metres out. And she was all by herself too until Ashmore came late. Poor accountability there, costing the muggers yet again. This is a big kick. It could almost ice the game at the 14 and a half minute mark. In comes Rebecca Neves for the Sharks, directly in front. Gives it everything. It's got the distance. It does not have the accuracy. It's a minor score. 7951 St Kilda Sharks. Melbourne Uni 6339. This quarter for Hocking Stewart. Northcote, North Melbourne, Brunswick and Carlton, sponsors of the Muggers. And the Muggers need three goals to win the game with ten to go. Tilly Lucas, Rods, kick smothered on half forward. Coming through there and getting stripped to the footy. Stevenson holding the ball. Free kick going the way of Tilly Lucas. Rod had another good day today for the Sharks. Centres the ball. Whitehead takes the mark at centre half forward. Backs back into the centre square. Called to play on, then caught. Got the kick away just in time. Ball bouncing around inside 50. A champon goes in after it. Holds the ball up. Umpire says holding the ball. Free kick going the way of Melbourne Uni. And I guess she did dive straight over the top of it there. Muggers with the free kick in defence. Looking for some options. Who is presenting? That's the question. Here's the long kick by Diana Berry. Oh, she's got someone with space out there on the wing. They decide to hold it up instead of going for the uh, run. That's Wilson. Wilson going for Hildebrand, who's got a heap of space. Hildebrand is at 50 metres out from goal. Goes in the O'Brien direction. One bounce. Now controls it. Decides to centre it back. Ashmore. In comes knees. Spoils her. Kulari kicks it off the ground. Heading in the boundary line direction. O'Brien picks it up. Going for Pound had a teammate that took the mark and played on him. Berry hand pass in towards the hot spot, 40 metres out from goal. Ball still in dispute. Hurry, little kick off the ground. Whitehead at it momentarily. Now they switch across to Bruton. Bruton holds it up, then hurriedly kicks out towards the half back flank. Foot race is on. Hunt comes after it. Hunt overruns the football. Coel goes with her. Hunt has it. Oh, throws it one handed. Oh, my goodness. That was one-handed, and the umpires missed it. Out of bounds, throw it in. In his defence, he was blindsided, but geez, he would have been able to see that. That was a throw. <laughs> Umpire to throw it back into play. 80 from the Muggers' goal on the broadcast side. 
and it's going to be all wrapped up from the contest. We'll get a ball up. I think it's Tilly Lucas right at the bottom of that pack. Eight minutes left. They need three goals to win to the Muggers. Stevenson got that tap. Tilly Lucas, Rod's kick, smothered. Bruton just hacks it forward on the deck. Coming through there, Harris for the Sharks. Got held up. Ball on the deck in dispute. Attacking side of centre wing for the Muggers. And they get a clearing kick thanks to Stevenson looking for Carney. Ball goes over the boundary line and out of play in front of her. On the half forward flank broadcast side, Muggers 6-3-39. The Sharks 7-9-51. 12 point lead to St Kilda. 17 and a half gone. Final term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. A champong got it straight to the deck. Coming through though, Blackburn. And then it's all wrapped up again. Umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. What a game of footy here at Tin Alley Parkville. Muggers with the backs against the wall. Must kick the next goal. Up in the air. Champong tapped it down. Tilly Lucas Rod took it out of the pack. Hit it towards the wing. Trying to make a contest was Mo Hope. But there's McIntosh. Kick is smothered at the last second by Gartner. In goes Blackburn who fed the ball out to Stevenson. Got it to Blackburn. Blackburn from 45 towards the top of the square. They went through hands. Was it touched? It wasn't. Goal to Blackburn. One goal the difference, and we have got six and a half minutes left in the match. 7-9-51 the Sharks, Melbourne Uni, 7-3-45. One goal the distance, Blackburn with her first of the match for the Muggers. Let me just say for the record, we've got a hung parliament at the moment. We don't need another drawn situation, (laughs) not another one this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not another no result. <laughs> just cap off a yeah, good let's weekend just, for you. Yeah, let's just not wait till Tuesday or anything like that, all right? Let's get it sorted now. <laughs> Umpire gets it back underway in the middle. A champong with the tap, looking for Davey. Went without a pound, held up by Whitehead. Bouncing ball in the centre square. Whitehead gave the handball off to Davey. Streamed away from the pack. Goes inside, attacking 50. Mohope takes the mark. Plays on. Then's caught. Holding the ball, it will be. Free kick to go the way of the Muggers. Uh, Mo, Mo. In that situation, she just needed to kick it forward because forward is good in this situation. It kills the clock. And if it kicked a point, it would mean the Muggers would have needed two goals to hit the front anyway. All it was was you just bomb it forward in this situation. But instead, oh, it's hand pass back up against the boundary line. Moore kicks it towards Gardner. No, couldn't get front posse on that occasion. Wilson from behind. Ball hit the ground. Had support. Trying to slap it away. Wilson once more. In goes McIntosh. Hyde is caught. Ball is on the ground. Up high calls for the ball up. Right at the top of the goal square for the Sharks. They lead by one goal, 51 to 45. Five and a half minutes remaining in the match. Ball is up in the air. Away we go again. Brought to ground. Hyatt tries to come through. Carney is there. Gardner tries to extract it. Gardner goes again. Gardner tries to work her way through. Hyatt is there. She dropped it. Ball is hatched out the side. Chapman logging around. Who's going to get clear possession? Stevens is watching on. Hunt is there. And the ball is over the boundary line. Ten metres around from the right-hand point post. Six-point lead to the Sharks. They're inside attacking 50. 7-9-51 play. 7-3-45. Back underway. Hyatt got the tap down. Straight into a pack. And wrapping her opponent up there is Elise Hay. Ball up, 30 out from goal for the Sharks on the outer side. It'll be Hyatt, who went up unopposed in the ruck contest, and there was a high fend-off. Free kick will go the way of the Sharks, and it will be Gardner. In this situation, do not worry about centering. You must just go for home. A point helps you out. Mind you, have a look who's free. Standing inside 50, Tilly Lucas-Rod calling for the footy. No, just go straight for home. 
So Gardner decides to play on, trying to kick around the body, it was smothered, Ashmore mops up for the Muggers, Hamble over the top to Blackburn, kicks it along the boundary line looking for Ibrahim, still in play she taps it in front of herself, now it goes out and she's bumped over by Brianna Davey, defensive side of centre wing for the Muggers on the outer side, they trail by six points, the Sharks Hanging on. Under four minutes remaining in the match. Ball is thrown back in the player. Champon wins it. Got it across to Bree Davey. Hand pass looking for McWilliams. In goes Blackburn as well. Fit the hand pass over the top. Found the boundary line, which is the Sharks' best friend at the moment. If anything for the Sharks, their, their theory is when you're in front, unplay a goal or less. You've got to keep it wide. You can't let it get to the corridor because that's what Melbourne Uni want. They want to get the corridor and they want the fastest, shortest way home. Ball is thrown straight back into play. It's locked up all again. Call for another ball up, Coxie. We have got three minutes, 15 seconds left. And, and Melbourne Uni need either two goals or a goal and a point to win. Davey gives the handball to Bruton. Bruton kick around the body. High ball towards the half forward flank. Goring in the contest with Garner. Garner brought it to ground. Gardner also there in support for the Sharks. Able to shrug off a couple of tackles. Sends the handball in Whitehead. She spun her way around traffic. High kick inside attacking 50. Stevens gets there for the Muggers. Wants to play on immediately. Sends the handball to McIntosh. McIntosh kicks it in the Hildebrand direction. Carrick has just come on the field there in support went straight through her legs, Kewlery keeping a watching brief, Dilly Lucas Rod applies the pressure with a kick in board from Hildebrand, finds Carney in a paddock, got to be quick though, she's going to be under pressure from Penny Kewlery who ran straight past her, sold the candy well did Carney, goes inside attacking 50 over the head of Ibrahim, ball on the deck inside attacking 50 for the Muggers and it's a free kick the way of the Sharks at the 22 and a half minute mark of the final term Bailey has it in the back pocket broadcast side. Oh, she's trying to go the corridor. You do not go the corridor in this situation and she's just given a gift to Stevenson. Stevenson now on the left boot. Kicks it straight up the line. Ashmore! Front position. Caitlin Ashmore takes the mark. Again, Bailey situation. When you lead by a goal or less, you must stay wide. You do not go the corridor in any situation. Under two minutes left on the clock. Ashmore now has the chance directly in front to tie the match. One minute 40 seconds remaining. Caitlin Ashmore directly in front. And she's put it straight over the goal on Pyre's hat. 7-9-51 St Kilda Sharks. 8-3-51 Melbourne Uni. When the ball comes back to the centre, we are going to have 60 seconds... Anyone scores wins the game. It's as simple as that. And if you're the Sharks, you throw in Gardner, you throw in Davey, you throw in anyone with a big boot into the middle because a big boot gets you home. If you're Melbourne Uni, you throw in Carney, anyone who can move the ball fastest into the middle. We've just ticked over 24 minutes in the final term. Scores level. Ball up in the middle. The champion goes in after it. Threw the ball out. And the umpire judged accordingly. 45 seconds. Free kick to go the way of Stevenson's. Got to move it quickly for the Muggers. Straighten, they need a mark. Long kick. In fact, she's gone slightly short. Hildebrand takes the mark. 35 seconds. Centre half forward. Hildebrand loads it up. Goes long for the Muggers. Getting back the Sharks. Davey off hands. Able to get a clearing kick. Looking for Hyatt on the outer side. Bouncing ball. 
She keeps it into play. She's under seconds. pressure now. Handball over the top. Sharks with possession of the footy. Hyatt will get it back. Defensive side of centre wing for the Sharks. They kick up. Hits up. Blackburn on the chest. That'll be it. It'll be a draw here at Tin Alley. Blackburn's kicked towards centre half forward. Over the head of Kula Reed. McWilliams got back for the Sharks. Kick straight up the middle. Goring almost had it on the half volley. Under pressure from Mo Hive as the siren sounds. Oh, hang on. This is a holding the ball and the siren's gone. Now Mo is going to have to kick, the siren's gone, Mo is going to have to kick 80 metres and got to hope the ball just bounces, bounces, bounces and they've got to guard it. No one on the line for Melbourne Uni. Mo Hope lines up. It was smothered off the boot. And it is a draw. It is a draw at Tin Alley Parkville. Another non-result. Unbelievable. 7-9-51 St Kilda, 8-3-51 Melbourne Uni. And I'll tell you what, we spoke about how Melbourne Uni were inaccurate in that third term. The St Kilda Sharks, one goal four in that last. Well, we know we won't be getting the song, but how the heck am I going to award the player of the day? <laughs> I can't cut in R225 dollar vouchers. Blue heck. I didn't account for that situation. Jeez, <laughs> oh, oh, it's tough too because they're... The, the winners all over the ground for both sides. I mean, for Melbourne Uni, again, M. Carney was fantastic today. Um, also getting in there, Ashmore trying to give us some run at the last second. O'Mahoney was fantastic um, to kick in that first quarter. Um, you flip on the St. Kilda side of things. Jazz Garner was sensational, presenting all day. Bree Davey was bearing in and under. Rachel Champong in the ruck as well. Tilly Lucas Rod, you felt, had another good game. She had a very consistent game in and under the pack at all stages. I tell you what, it, it, it's 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 a tough decision to make. So in in the event in the event of a draw with both sides that you virtually can't pick them apart, I'm going to go for a. I think it's only her second game, and I think an improved performance. I'm going to judge it that way. I'm going to give it to Sinead O'Mahony from Melbourne University because, again, it's just too tight to call a genuine best on ground in this situation where it's a draw. Yep. Yeah, no, fair call. I'm glad you had to make it though. It, it, it's, it, it's, yeah, we'll call it, we'll call it almost like a most improved award rather than best on ground today. Uh, as I said, it's, I think it's her second game, and I think she might be the Gaelic player that tried out at the, um, at the female talent search because, again, it's, you just walk away from the game. It, what, what was the old saying from Dennis Pagan with a draw? You, it feels like dancing with your sister. <laughs> it's, you know, <laughs> it, it's, you know, you're doing it, but. You know. <laughs> It's that weird feeling because no one comes away with the win today. So we'll see how you go and getting uh, number... When, when they come off the ground, obviously, uh, number 45, Sinead honey And they're doing the hip hip hooray thing. Because what can you do in a draw situation? Well, and both sides did go into a huddle. St Kilda now coming from the ground. But Melbourne Uni still standing out there. And just trying to see who's directing traffic in the middle of that pack. I think it might be Carney. Yeah. Yeah, it is, M. Carney. They might share around the captaincy, but she's the spiritual leader of the club. As the Sharks come from the ground in very, very muddy conditions. Isn't it funny? It's a battle for second position, and you couldn't separate them. No. Could not separate them. The best of the rest, and they're equal. What an unbelievable game. I think, I think if you had the tape and you look back at the game, they're both guilty of a few things. For the Sharks, a few undisciplined things. And for Melbourne, you need the inability to put a side away. So 
they've both got things to work on, but at the same time, they both just gave it the all, which was fantastic and to see. we've witnessed history, Pete. The first draw of In the, the VFL uh, women's, women's competition. competition. Well done. Uh, do you want me to try and grab her and bring her up here for a chat? Yes, it's indeed. I'll see, yeah, if you can get her to actually come up for a chat, that would be fantastic. But, yeah, you go down and have a chat with them. And you know, if Andrew Jago and um, Short Smith are available, we might have a chat with them. But let's get Sh- Sh- Sinead O'Mahony, 45, um, to come up and chat with us. We'll get some around the ground scores in a moment's time. Both sides being, as you can hear, clapped off the ground. And Nicola Stevens, obviously, uh, having her um, occasion today. She's being carried off. Unbelievable match here on girlsplayfooty.com. And both teams have massive matches next week. That, of course, being that Melbourne Uni play Diamond Creek next Saturday morning. Diamond Creek looking to skyrocket back into the four, last year's grand finalists. And also, they will be... Um, also, the other game, which will be the TV game, I, uh, the VFL website is showing it on their video stream, is the Sharks versus the Eastern Devils, third versus fourth. And the Devils looking to win to keep out Diamond Creek. So, again, that is another big game. It just does not let up. Unbelievable situation. A draw here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Arch's eye goes by. uh, Some great photos today. He caught history today. The first ever draw in the VFL women's competition. Uh, He's going to put that on a frame. Uh, An unbelievable day. An unbelievable match a great crowd in as well. A couple of hundred here, which was absolutely fantastic to see. And you heard it live on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Coming in to join us, as we said, it was hard to find best on ground today, so we got to go to the most improved award. I think it might be a second game today. Sinead O'Mahony, what is the feeling like that when we stand at the end of the day after a great game and nobody won? <laughs> Oh, disappointing, um, to be honest. Obviously, hopefully it was a good game of footy to watch. Um, obviously, the ground was very hard to to play on there today, but I think I think both sides worked really, really hard. Um, the last the dying minutes there, I thought I thought we were going to lose, but girls stepped up. Um, you see Seabomb there in the back, like she never stopped going all day, and I think it was just a really good team performance. Like we are really disappointed, but. I mean, we'll be back again. I know it's only a couple of minutes after the game's finished, but what do you think would have got you over the line? Um, I don't think it's anything to do with fitness or anything like that. I think we, we switched off in, in parts. Um, I mean, we our structures, everyone knew about our structures today, but I think uh, we just switched off sometimes when we shouldn't have. Um, but I think... I, don't, I really don't know. I, I, it was just a really tough game to, to, to play out there, you know, the mud, um, hard on legs. Like I've, I've come off <laughs> with my, my, um, my hamstrings, my um, calves and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a battle. <laughs> and what was Andrew Jago's message coming into this game? Because we know Melbourne Uni is traditionally a very far side that likes a lot of run, but today you were coming into a day where the ground's a, a mud heap. Yeah, exactly. We were trying, we were trying to like get it out and switch it to the fat side. And you know, in fairness to, um, in fairness to uh, St Kilda, they were switched on. They had us, they had us tackled straight away once that, that was happening. You know, um, I think when we did make uh, move the ball quickly, our scores did come. I think if we had been a little bit pa- more patient, scores would have came, and the girls had hung out a little bit more. But sure, 
in hindsight, it's pretty funny, isn't it? I think Pete said before, it's only a second game at the top level for the muggers. You yeah. sound physically exhausted. Just yeah. describe what's going through your head at the moment. I'm, to be honest, I'm just, I'm shattered. It's actually only my um, second game back. Um, I've been out for a couple of uh, weeks through an operation, so um, it was good to, you know, get back out on the field. And for me, even playing at this level, it's just um, amazing. The muggers are just fantastic. I've learned so much. I'm coming from a Gaelic football background, and you know, there is a lot to learn for this game. It's an absolutely incredible game to play, but. I'm learning. I'm still learning. Especially <laughs> with know? the mud involved too. Would have oh, made yeah, it easy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But uh, what a game, and I'm just very fortunate to be part of it. And just quickly, um, looking ahead to next week, it, it doesn't ease up. It almost gets a bit more difficult. You take on Diamond Creek, who played in last year's grand final. They're desperate. They're outside the five. They need to win to get in. So you've got another big game, and you've got to back up in about six days to play on a Saturday morning. Yeah, no, I mean, girls, just, we're just going to have to look after ourselves tonight, you know. Uh, Recovery is going to be really important for the whole lot of us, yeah. do you know what I mean? Uh, I think we'll, co- we'll come back, we'll have vision on Tuesday and talk about today, today's game and prepare well because it is a big game. Well, anyway, that wraps things up here. You are our uh, Rebel Sport Player of the Day, so you get the $50 voucher. Congratulations <laughs> today. And uh, all we can say is um, I don't know who's got the washing duties this week, but uh, oh, best of luck with that. It's absolutely covered in mud. <laughs> oh, I know. Thanks so much. Cheers. No, Sinead O'Mahony joining us here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. She is our player of the day, and we'll let you get back in the showers and uh, warm up after what's been a muddy old day out there. That's Sinead Omahoney joining us here on girlsplayfooty.com. And again, we congratulate her today. A drawn match. Can you believe it? The final score there is 8-3-51 Melbourne Uni, 7-9-51 the Sharks. So uh, the Sharks, again, a bit of an inaccurate kicking. That cost them. Melbourne Uni, very accurate. But the said, there was one or two chances that Melbourne Uni had in that third quarter to put the game away when they had the lead. I think it was at the 14 points at, at one stage. They could have buried the Sharks. They missed it. On the flip side, the Sharks be looking back at some ill-disciplined things. Bree Davey gave away one point from a shove, then a bit of verbal after a high decision against M. Carney allowed her to get closer to goal. She kicked it, so that's seven points in there. And again, football basics, which, you know, they call, Jason Dustle called it the coach killers that, you know, you thump the desk about. I think it was Bailey, I think it was, had the ball in the back pocket. When you're up by a goal, golden rule is you stick fat side because... Particularly when there's no time on. If the ball goes over the boundary line, one bounce and over, if it's not paid deliberate, guess what? It, it kills the clock, and the clock is your best friend. By kicking it back inboard, you kick into the central corridor, that's where the team that's behind wants the ball. They want the fastest, shortest way home possible, and you allow the intercept to happen because boundary line means ball goes out, you keep the ball in, the ball's now in dispute in the middle of the ground, and you're playing Russian roulette. Yeah, and she was... Looking a little bit disappointed with herself too, yeah. Bailey coming off the ground, uh, Davy consoling her. But again, in a high-pressured situation. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's harsh to pay that thing that happens in the last minute or so because there's so many other things that happen during the game. You go, well, if you, as we said with the debut things with the yield discipline, if there are things that you don't do, that could have won you the game. But it, again, it was both same for both sides. Both sides did things that they've got to work on and get out of their game in the remaining seven rounds because, as we say... You do. Darabin is always the red-hot favourites. If you get your noses in front, you don't have a second chance. You have to put them away. If, if you let them back in, game over. Yeah, and you need to play 
full full quarter yeah. game, and yeah. I don't think either the Sharks or Melbourne Uni did that today. They mm. both had lapses for various stages and for various lengths as well. Um, we called it in the first half. No one gained control mm. of the game. No one took it by the scruff of the neck. Um, and you know, when you if if you if let's say for instance Melbourne Uni were playing a Darabin mm. today, mm. they wouldn't have given Melbourne Uni the time and the space that the Sharks did at various stages today. So when the Muggers did have that opportunity to score, they needed to make it count. And, you, and you've got a Darren side on, on conditions like today, the bigger bodies like the Sarah Hammonds, the Katie Brennans, the Melissa Hickeys, etc., who just don't mind getting into a physical scrap. Yeah, and they're built for these conditions. Yeah, yeah. They are built for them. And at the same, same time, I... I is it, is it too harsh to say that the draw was quite fitting? Because I think yeah, Melbourne is, Uni and St Kilda are, are the same level in terms of their development up yeah. coming off last they're, year in the they're, Premier. They're better, but they're still not at the next level. There's still a few things that need to be ticked off before they could get to the likes of Darabin. Because I still think, even if they were having a good day, Darabin would still beat them. You remember the crazy year we had last year about who made the top four and it came down to the final round? Diamond Creek is a win out. The Devils are looking to hang on desperately to fourth spot. Now you throw a draw in the mix. What the heck's going to happen in the final <laughs> round? What the heck's going to happen? And, you know, for Melbourne Uni, they're kind of in a dangerous zone because we said they've still got to play Diamond Creek twice because they haven't played them all this season. They play Diamond Creek next week. Melbourne Uni's last game of the season is the actual last match because it's a 3 p.m. start on a Sunday at Werribee, of all places, against Darabin. Mm. You do not want to be in a situation where you must win in the final game up against Darabin. No, that's the top side of the competition. No one wants to be coming up against that. But if the pressure's on in that final round for them to hang on to either second, third, or potentially even fourth spot. Because I think if the Devils won today, although the draw gives an extra two points, mm. so they're still, yeah. that? They're still six points up, I think. Uh, let me also put another thing to you. The video stream game, vfl.com.au, a video streaming live next Sunday, St Kilda Sharks versus Eastern Devils. Out of those two sides, who comes into today better? The Sharks, even though they'll have some weary legs in today's contest, but battle-hardened. Or the Eastern Devils, who've just pumped knocks? That's a good question. And, I, I, and would have had the softer run. Yeah, and I would have be interested to see what sort of surface that they played on today. Because knowing the surface here at Tin Alley, the Sharks will have a very light week on the track, I'd be assuming, to try and recover as much as... I mean, we... I mean, uh, one thing that does favour the Sharks, it will be at their home ground. Yeah, but you heard uh, Shanae just then. She was stuffed. Yeah. And I reckon a lot of players coming out of today's game will have been very similar. And, yeah, I'd be tempted to go with the Eastern Devils purely because they didn't have such a hard game. I'll have a look at the scorecards from around the grounds for you. Today, as we said earlier, the Western Spurs 9-7-61 beat Geelong 1-3-9. Uh, Darabin 12-15-87 defeated Cranbourne 4 behinds. Diamond Creek 9-4-58 beat Seaford 4-8-32. A win, but not a comprehensive win to Diamond Creek. Um, and Eastern Devils 15-20-110 defeated Knox 1-3-9. Mm, so not... Yeah, that Diamond Creek result... You, you, you would have thought, considering the, the bit of form that they've been in, although they copped a scare last week, but you would have thought they would have had a bigger margin. Now, uh, let's have a look. I'll just need to refresh the scorecard here because um, I'll just double-checking double it's the final score because 
uh, the last call that they had. This is weird. They haven't. I hope no one gets the wrong impression because on the live scores thing, if you refresh it, it's like a couple of goals ago. It's still showing that St Kilda have like a two-point lead or two-point win over Melbourne Uni. So if you're anywhere online, you read on Twitter that one side beat the other. No, it is a draw. The final score is eight three fifty one, Melbourne Uni. Seven nine fifty one St Kilda Sharks. Yeah, and uh, we can we can attest to that. We saw the scoreboard at the end and saw how deflated both sides were. Yeah, they just uh, they both walked off. It's not like you know looking of oops, we're wrong a point. Sunbury versus Pasco Vale three years ago. Sorry, um, but um, but but um, here it is. You know, both sides were just. Flat. And again, the, the the last shot for goal was Moana Hope, but when she was looking, she was literally in the centre square. She was going to have to try and pump it a good 75 metres for any score, but she did uh, hit the player on the mark there. So we might take this opportunity to wrap things up here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Um, we're back again. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. Saturday morning now, 10.30am at Precious Park, Carlton. Diamond Creek versus Melbourne Uni. A Diamond Creek side that had the wobbles the last two weeks after beating Eastern Devils. They kind of had their shakes against Cranbourne and Seaford. Wins, but not comprehensive wins, up against the tied Melbourne Uni side. Diamond Creek needing to win to get to that fourth position. And, of course, the other match we're calling is Knox versus Geelong on the Sunday. Yeah, next Saturday shapes it up to be a, a big match. As you said, Diamond Creek need to win, but I reckon Melbourne Uni need to win as well just to get that confidence back in themselves because I think after today's result, and especially considering they've played St Kilda now twice and effectively haven't defeated them and they've played Darabin in a close contest, they haven't been able to get a top scalp just yet. So I think they'll need just to, to regain a bit of confidence in themselves, a bit of a spring in their step. They need to win next week at uh, Princess Park. And, of course, the Sharks playing the Eastern Devils at third versus fourth. Jeez, the VFL will pick the great game to video stream. Lucky sons are... No, it's their turn, it's their turn to do that one. But uh, they, they are going to have an absolute ripper there at the Peanut Farm. Well... Might have to pack the TV with us, Pete, next week. Well, exactly. As we leave you, what can I say... A weekend of draws. <laughs> no one can claim victory in the election yesterday, and no one could claim victory here at Tin Alley in Parkville. And out of all that, how much sleep have you had? <laughs> I went through, I think, for a period of about 30 hours. I had 90 minutes sleep. Thanks very much. You've had a good weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks very much. Yeah, you know, I'm going to hit the bar after this. Don't worry about that. A weekend of draws. The final score again, 51 apiece. 8-3-51 Melbourne Uni. St Kilda Sharks, 7-9-51. They split the points today. Sinead O'Mahony was given our $50 Rebel Sport voucher for today as our Player of the Day. We'll catch you again Saturday morning, 10.30am from Princess Park, Carlton for Diamond Creek, Melbourne Uni. Thanks again, Matthew Cox. I'm Peter Holden. Until then, bye for now.